0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host Danielle Saint John. Uh, Mom, I don't think is going to be with us today. I she's had a, a tax appointment, so um, Kate has um, has offered to do the good news. Um, I guess really we could talk about um, what's going on in the Middle East um, with. Uh, the threats of, you know, everybody's on edge, nuclear war, blah, blah. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but who knows? Um, hopefully, Kate is with us soon. Um, and in the meantime, I think, um, do, do, do. Um, I'm going to play a couple commercials while we wait. Here we go.
1: Looking for something different? Looking for something fun. Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, nine to ten thirty Pacific. Noon to 1.30 Eastern for Common Sense with the Educated Redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing
2: at all.
0: Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows.
3: See you then.
4: You know what I think we should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right?
5: Yeah, Yeah, Mariah. We
4: air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 1030. Uh, Right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys?
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) All right, we'll see you then.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, um, I think we've got Kate with us. Hello, Kate. Hello.
4: Happy Sunday. How was your week? Happy Sunday to you, too. It was good. Very snowy all of a sudden yesterday after beautiful 60-degree weather. And yesterday was just super, super snowy, difficult driving, stuff like that. But, Ooh. yeah,
0: we're supposed to Let's... get it um, starting tomorrow, um, but I'm looking at all of, like, okay, the forecasts say that we're going to get pounded with rain, Um LA is already getting pounded. They're supposed to get um, the yearly um, average totals in rain in 48 hours. Like they're sp- they're like deluge. Um, oh, no. Yeah. But no. I'm looking at the models in San Diego, and we've got no precipitation coming towards us. You know, I I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm I'm reading it. We'll, we'll see. Um, it but it might oh, miss God. us or be light. For you not
4: so good for LA I guess
0: yeah LA is yeah it's getting nailed um so uh, and and like we said last week it's you know if if there's flooding going on major flooding going on um it's not really because um you know because there's there's tons and tons and tons of rain it's because the the uh like mechanisms like the water pumps and stuff are, are going out so um And it's not – they keep saying they're overwhelmed, but it's like that's what they're there for, you know. Um, And the other big deal right now is landslides. Um, I think parts of Ventura are getting um, evacuated because of um, the possibility of landslides. And that is something that California um, is prone to, um, especially Southern California, because – You know, we get so we have fires, and we have, and and if there's rain following the fires, uh, it it tends to saturate the ground a whole lot more because there's no vegetation, and um, chaparral is what Uh we have. Low, yeah, um, low-growing vegetation. But when that goes out, um, then the ground gets so saturated that that's when we're we're prone to the the
4: landslides. Oh no. Have there have there been fires recently? No,
0: there. Well, I mean, we get fires every year. It's like we joke around. It's like there's you know um summer, spring, fire, and you know rain and earthquakes. You know, like those are our seasons. Uh-oh. We don't we <laughs> oh, don't really no. get yeah. Um, and and we've lived through some pretty major fires. Um, it, I think it was yeah 2007. We got evacuated. Hecklebirds are at it. Um, but. And in 2007, we got evacuated for, uh, you know, probably a week out of our um, houses. We just, you know, we got um, a call from our nursery uh, people saying, get out. It's, you know, the fire's coming our way. Um, You know, we packed and and left and we could not come home for, gosh, it felt like a week. Um, So, you know, and and, yeah, there have been a few major, major fires here. Um, not where not where I am now. Um, the not where the farm is because um, we're more, we're coastal, but inland. Mm-hmm. Um, we get these these winds called Santa Ana winds, where there's we usually have winds coming from the ocean, um, so from the west, and uh, Santa Ana is when winds come from the east. So they're drier, hotter, and um, and that's what tends to, to really mess us up as far as uh, as far as fire goes.
4: Mm. Yeah, as long as there's no arson, like in Colorado, get a lot of there arson. There is
0: totally arson here, and people keep saying, oh, it's climate change, climate change, but you know what, you could, and and the people who are like, it's a directed energy weapons. I, I don't know, maybe a couple of them, the Paradise Fire might have been a directed energy weapon, but you could, you know, give a homeless person a, a sandwich and a, a match and a $20 bill, and, and you know, we could lose uh and we could start
4: a huge fire it's it's not hard to do around here
0: mm-hmm.
4: yes <clears throat> here too in certain seasons when it's super dry yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um
0: okay well if you are okay with it would you like to get started on the good news
4: uh yeah sure yes i've got a few items here I'm a little bit worried that I'm not going to be as organized as your mom is.
0: My mom is not organized.
4: organized. <laughs> Don't oh, worry. Well, that's even <laughs> sadder for me. I think. Oh. She is. <laughs> okay, well, let's just start out here with a little bit of a breakthrough from the New York Times, actually showing teens victimized by transgenderism. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit of this article. It was actually published in Breitbart. They pointed this out, that the New York Times is now covering the tragic side of well, these gender-affirming so-called surgeries. Um, let's see here. The New York Times bucked powerful pressure from the transgender lobby to showcase some of the teenagers who were pushed and harmed. By irreversible Surgery and Body-Changing Hormones. <clears throat> the landmark article may help many other progressives quietly recognize the cruelty of converting unhappy teenagers into lifetime subjects for the use by the political lobby and its medical allies. And also, I might add, lifelong patients. you know, because you have to keep getting hormones to right. create this new gender. In the report, the New York Times interviewed Grace Powell, who, like many teenagers, didn't feel comfortable in her own skin. She was unpopular and oftentimes bullied. When puberty hit, she felt that it had made everything worse, and she suffered from depression. Then, when Powell was 12 or 13, she found transgender propaganda online and started to believe that the reason she didn't feel comfortable in her body was because she had been born in the wrong body. She also came across the argument that if one doesn't transition, they could end up killing themselves, a narrative constantly promulgated by trans activists. At 17, Powell told her parents that she believed she was the opposite sex. Her parents sent her to gender specialists to make sure she was serious, New York Times reported, Powell ended up starting cross-sex hormones by the fall of her senior year of high school. summer before college, she received a double mastectomy. She then attended Sarah Lawrence College, where she went by the name Grayson and lived with a male roommate. But at no point during her medical or surgical procedures did anyone ever ask Powell about her depression or why she wanted to change her sex. Howell, now 23, added that no one had ever asked her about her sexual orientation or any trauma she had ever had. So that's great to see that this is now coming into the public mind in a mainstream way, questioning these transgender surgeries. Don't you think?
0: (laughs) No, that's that's important. Um, Yeah, because especially like... um, I guess you're not really allowed to ask these kind of questions or make these kind of statements for mm-hmm. has been pushed on um on our children um since at least I was a child i mean and before there you know and nobody's really allowed to to ask about this, but you know this uh this push to to be rail thin and um you know leading to anorexia and you know bulimia these kind of things you know we were able to to talk about that kind of stuff uh, in previous generations and how the media pushes uh, these uh, images of beauty that are, um, un, you know, unachievable, unattainable for a lot of people. Um, but now here we have this agenda pushing our children to chop off body parts and, and we're not allowed to talk about the media push. And, and so I'm, I'm so happy that there's actually people talking about this stuff out there. Um, did you happen to see the the documentary uh What is a Woman?
4: I saw parts of it and I saw interviews with the filmmaker, but I didn't see the whole thing. I don't think. Maybe I uh maybe I did and I forgot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was but you you know the premise. What's that? You know the premise.
2: Oh yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um people are, I, people I just are think, refusing to answer what a woman is because it's becomes so politicized and then calling them birthing people and not acknowledging the biological differences in size and musculature in athletics
0: that might be um, yeah. other than it's other strange. than
4: promoting people to chop
0: off body parts i think that might be the second craziest thing to come out of this movement uh, the you know the athletes uh, athletics side of it
4: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And then, well, I knew a girl. Well, I don't know, maybe she's not a girl anymore. But she was a very funny and talented performer, actor and comedian. And um, I remember seeing her posting about how unfair it was that she knew somebody who was not allowed to compete in women's sports in high school. And maybe it was just somebody with like a petite mus- you know, bone structure and musculature, but there has to be some kind, like, a man, I mean, a man transitioning to a girl or a young man who maybe dressed like a girl in high school or something like that. There's got to be some kind of provisions, even if it's just weight and height and just some kind of safeguard for people. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah weird.
0: exactly it is weird it it is weird um i remember i was on a swim team in high school and there was uh, it was kind of a, i mean like it was a big deal in in my high school um you know very uh won a lot of um you know uh competitions and things like that so they they took it pretty seriously um and i remember um there were two boards like huge boards up in the pool area where they showed um the, the times of each, uh, you know, like the 30 meter, whatever, you know, um, and, and each, uh, the leaderboards and how many seconds it took them, how many minutes it took them to get, um, you know, uh, and, and these were the leaderboards, the, the best ever in the high school, right? There were two boards, one male, one in female. Um, and of course the male, was always faster, always, you know, they, they had less time and nobody mm-hmm. questioned it because they have different body structures. Um, now, all of a sudden, you know, we've got these, these men who claim to be women at, you know, it, it and you know, like what, what's, what was that? The, the one um, Leah Thomas, Thomas Thompson or whatever, who um, mm-hmm. was number what 63 ranks or whatever and then number one after transitioning it's i think really a ploy um to you know a lot of times to get these these men um higher in standings and you're not even allowed to talk about that it's it's very strange mm. also you don't really ever see and please you know correct me if i'm wrong anybody who's listening to this you don't really see often Women transitioning um, to, to male and going after sports. Why is it always w- uh, men transitioning into f- into female and dominating the sport? You know, you don't really see like, especially like, hmm. when think about like UFC fighters. You don't see women hmm. transitioning to men and then beating the shit out of out of you know UFC fighters. They they don't they don't win. But you do see male UFC fighters transitioning into female and beating the shit out of women, and we're okay with this? Why is that?
4: I wonder. Like, we should just check that out and rule it out because nobody would do that. Nobody would put themselves up for that kind of abuse unless they were really messed up. Yeah. My daughter is very
0: into this. She's, you know, just about to turn 15 um and next month and she has for years been like very perplexed by what's going on right and so i asked her this question and she came up with uh one example of a uh, a female transitioning to male and playing golf that was all she could come up with golf <laughs>
4: well that makes sense that's yeah. a sport that- Seems like it could bear the the gender difference a little bit better than like wrestling or something.
0: Yeah. I wonder if I can find there's a Jimmy Dore did a really good one about um about this. Um, go ahead hmm. yeah, go ahead if you've got got thoughts. I'm gonna look up um and see if I can find a video. Oh,
4: thinking about Michael Phelps when he won all those awards. And I remember thinking how freakishly arm, along his arms were. And so there are natural differences in just people's bodies that can give them an advantage in certain sports. But we do have to have some kind of provisions for competition. So that, for, first of all, so people don't get hurt. But also, like you say, so that it's fair. Right, we, we
0: we wouldn't have women's leagues if there was no need for them, you know. And so, yes. like, I guess we're just invalidating a, you know, um, an a, an entire way of playing sports because because what?
4: Mm-hmm. Because what? I I don't understand it. Being PC, being kind, quote unquote, to people with quote differences, but now we've got to delve into it. What what are these differences, and who? encouraging them um are are there motives behind switching genders in order to win at sports that sounds insane like i i don't know anybody who would be that into sports that they'd do that so on one hand you think well it must be sincere but then on the other hand it is not fair it just isn't fair well exactly yeah. yeah Exactly,
0: um, but you know, I guess I can kind of see people, you know, um, who have been pushed by their parents, and they're just, you know, or or, or not, um, and you know, pushing themselves, and they just can't quite get there to compete, um, you mm-hmm. know, with other men, and kind of like the easy way out, like everybody gets a trophy mm-hmm. kind of kind of deal. Um, I found this mm-hmm. video, I, I or this audio. I will play it if you're okay with that.
3: Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one.
1: So you know how people are pretending they don't know what a man or a woman is? Well, they're also they – also I just came one across second. this video the other day. Somebody sent it to me.
4: This is not – there we go.
1: So you know how people are pretending they don't know what a man or a woman is? Well, they're also they – I also did – I just came across this video the other day. Somebody sent it to me. So this is funny. So watch when asked what a, what, if, if, uh, about sports, females competing against males in sports. Now, every female who plays sports that I've seen uh, says it's unfair. That from, from Martina Navratilova to Chris Everett to that Riley Grimes person to, uh, well, I'm going to show you in a second, Serena Williams. But watch this. This testimony was very interesting. You don't believe that that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as
5: a a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no,
1: I I don't think.
5: How how, how many female
1: members of the NBA do you see?
5: (laughs) Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis right, that they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, And it's just not the case. She is stronger than that. What's your experience, Ben, male, female? Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, My experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, He could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. Women you don't
1: and believe that, are that a biological. So she know. so she brings up Serena Williams. Well, that's what. What's what does she say about competing against a male?
5: Murray he oh, he was been joking about um myself and him playing a match and I'm like Andy seriously like are you kidding me because for me tennis in men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports so I'm like if I were to play Andy Murray I would lose 6-0 6-0 in 5 to 6 minutes maybe 10 minutes like <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> no not, it's true it's, honestly, it's a completely really? It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit hard. It's just a different game, and I love to play women's tennis. And I, <laughs> I only want to play girls but I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me. And, uh.
1: So I guess someone better go back and tell this woman's name, her name is Kelly Robinson, mm-hmm. that Serena Williams disagrees with you. So this is this fantasy that the people just make up in their head. it's like, oh, Serena Williams is great. She would be able to compete against men. No, not even close. You know how far not close? She once challenged a men's player at the Australian Open. She said she could beat anybody in the top 200. There it is. She said that they were ready to beat any tour player, her and her sister, that was ranked around the top 200 if someone wanted to take the challenge. So not the top 10, not the top 20 men, not the top 50, 100, 150. But if you were ranked 200 or above, they would, they would play you in tennis. the top two women. So they played this guy. This guy took him up on it. <laughs> this guy. His name Carsten Karsten okay? So, and the guy was ranked like 214 or something he would smoke cigarettes and sip beer during the changeovers and to be honest no longer looked the part of a fit professional athlete (laughs) and it made no matter he led 5-0 over Serena before winning the set 6-1 and then posted a 6-2 set victory over Venus it was all in good fun but 19 years later and a record six Australian Open titles later Williams laughingly insists insisted recall of the event was not in her memory bank. So Glenn Greenwald tweeted this out. So he, of that hearing, and he said, Renee Richards, she was, when I was a kid, Renee Richards was the first trans lady to play professional tennis. And she, she went, uh, well, she went from being a very poor male tennis player to nearly the top female. She sued the WTA after her transition in 1977. But she was never a good male tennis player, never near the top. She was barely professional. She's barely made the pros when she was a he. She sued the WTA after her transition in 1977. And at the age of 43, at the age of 43, that's too old to be a professional tennis player. And she won the right to compete with female pro tennis players. She then rose to the top 20 in women's tennis in her mid forties. Renee Richards, a real and brave pioneer of trans rights and visibility herself now believes it was wrong for her to compete with women. And she regrets suing. No, I, I I guess uh, half the people who vote for Joe Biden will call you a bigot. They'll call you a bigot. So she's a bigot now for saying that.
0: We we don't have to go on with that. That that basically proved the, the point. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh my gosh. And so why is
0: even, Say that again. I said, so why is this even a thing? You know, it's like it's like, okay, well, I'm certainly not going to get in the way. I I mean, I will if children want to cut breasts off and, you know, these kind of things. But, like, why can't we even have a discussion about, uh, uh, about this psychosis, this mass formation psychosis?
4: Well, we have to. We have to have those discussions. I know for me, with my second cousin, Her daughter was now started going by Thomas Or something like that And she was Visiting my state and I was like Hey I wish you'd let me know I I would really love to get together with you guys And she was just like well I need to only be around people who Are not going to judge Thomas and um, (laughs) I'm like hey you know I'm the least judgmental person I will just encourage that she waits for anything irreversible till she's old enough to really make that decision for herself and to know the implications and to really understand what kind of a life she's signing up for. And I just couldn't believe it, that the next picture posted online of her, of her biological daughter did look rather feminine and, She looked very pretty, and I'm not saying, like, a girl has to be girly or wear makeup or whatever, but it was just, like, she did not ever respond to my message, so I just figured, boy, I'm in the doghouse. I just lost a connection with this person, and then I thought, well, maybe it had a little bit of a nice effect. Maybe she actually thought about what I was saying. Who knows, are we brave enough to have these conversations with the people we love and care about, knowing that they may reject us? It's very difficult. Well,
0: that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. And I really do think that we that in, in a world where we're not even really allowed to ask questions, I think it's really important for us to ask questions, you know, and not, judge, not mm-hmm. even in a judgmental way. Like, um, I'm not sure where you fall um on the christian spectrum you know but there's um (laughs) there this this um this is the gospel of court according to danielle but um there was a time where jesus and his family um this is the last story of jesus's childhood that was in the bible that's um they they the family traveled to jerusalem took about a day and a half to get there a day and a half back and at the end, or at the, um, you know, uh, they, they get there, um, and, and Jesus was supposed to be with his father. Um, they, the, the tribe leaves and, and goes home, and they're about halfway back home, you know, to getting home when they realize that, like, Jesus wasn't around. So they, they rush back to Jerusalem, and when they get there, they find Jesus in the temple, talking with the Pharisees. However, the Pharisees are all asking Jesus questions. And uh, um, somebody asked Jesus, you know, why are all, I mean, this is a 12-year-old boy. Why are all the Pharisees asking you questions? Well, I asked them questions. And, you know, it it is the, in my opinion, the purest form um, of of trying to understand somebody is to ask questions. In this day and age, now it's not; it's forbidden. Um, And I don't know; it's just something to meditate on. That, that, like, why is Mm -hmm. it that we're not even allowed to to ask questions to the to the powers that be?
4: Well, that's how they want it. So they're scaring us to make us feel like creeps if we ask questions. They're brainwashing both sides so that it becomes. Um, unattractive to ask questions. How are they doing oh, this? It's great to analyze. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, what else do you have another good
4: good Well, this is good news and could be bad news. <laughs> According to a lot of people, this is very bad news. Like Whitney Webb, she has sounded the alarm on this quite a bit. But Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip The first human trial, according to a tweet on January 29th, was now successfully implanted and the recipient is recovering. We don't know anything really about the recipient. Elon Musk says this is for people with paralysis in their limbs so that they can control devices and they can communicate. And I think it might be also other kinds of paralysis, like if you can't speak or something like that. I'll read you a little bit of this article, and then we can talk about the implications. Because actually, this could be a wonderful thing, especially for people who are assumed brain dead. That's such a scary thing where they invented that idea of brain death so that they could do organ harvesting. Imagine if those people could communicate how wonderful that would be. There's the good side also being able to move in a, a robotic arm or something like that if you have if you, if you can't you know if you don't have an arm stuff like that that all sounds wonderful but then there's the creepy side too so neuralink the company through which entrepreneur Elon Musk hopes to revolutionary revolutionize brain computer interfaces BCIs has implanted a brain-reading device into a person for the first time, according to a tweet on January 29th. BCIs record and decode brain activity with the aim of allowing a person with severe paralysis to control a computer, robotic arm, wheelchair, or other device through thought alone. Apart from Neuralink's device, others are under development and some have already been tested in people. Neurotechnology researchers are cautiously excited about Neuralink's human trial. What I hope that they can demonstrate that it is safe and that it is effective at measuring brain signals, short-term but mostly long-term, says Mariska Van Steensel, a neuroscientist at University Medical Center. In the Netherlands and president of the International BCI Society, but there is frustration about a lack of detailed information. There has been no confirmation that the trial has begun beyond Musk's tweet. Hmm, that's interesting. The main source of public information on the trial is a study brochure inviting people to participate in it, but that lack but that lacks details such as where implantations are being done and the exact outcomes of the trial will assess, says Tim Dennison, a neuroengineer at the University of Oxford, UK. So it sounds like there's not that much information about the trial, and of course the implications of a brain chip that's able to read our brain waves can be a little bit, scary to think about because of the implication of controlling people basically. Basically. I totally agree. Yeah. I would love to also share that. Did you see a thing from Davos where they were doing some kind of brainwave monitoring like in an office setting so that it was. It was animated, and it was some cute thing that they showed to the audience at Davos about how people were being monitored, would be monitored in the workplace. That would be great thing there as well. Kind of goes along with this, I think. I did see it. Um, I wonder. Do you? You don't happen to have it, do you? Did you, or did you send it? I can look it up. I've thought about it a lot. It kind of haunts me. Let me see. I think I've seen it on the gray zone, for one thing.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I know I saw it somewhere. Oh, I think Jimmy Dore did it. I think Jimmy Dore covered it.
5: Oh,
4: yeah, I bet. Here it is. Ready for brain transparency? This is actually 2023, Davos. I've got it. And Okay, um, yeah, send it in, in our chat. Send- Anyway, there it is. Good news and bad news. We got Neuralink. I yeah. And, it all- it's, yeah it, and it's really interesting to think about too,
0: because um, automation, you know, like, like let's just think of, um, oh, there it is. I see. Um, and we'll, we'll play that in one second, but like it, automation, let's think about things like um, self-checkout, right? And, and people are, are, you know, putting their foot down and saying that I'm not going to do self-checkout because I care about people and their jobs, right? And so then I think about it, is it's like these these people who are, you know, scanning by hand groceries have to have that job to survive in this economy, in this country, in this world. And it's like we know that technology can – can alleviate that. And so people wouldn't, you know, we, we have self checkout. We, a a machine can definitely do the job, um, of, you know, a hundred people, a thousand people. Um, but what else can that person do with their time and with their energy other than doing a nine to five and, and, you know, taking their own hand and, and scanning people's, you know, groceries. It's, um, yeah. But in this world, what in, what the, what what happens in this world? Um, McDonald's employees want a want a raise, and they say, "Well, that's too expensive. We're just going to replace you with a machine." And it turns into something bad. If we actually had the right people in in charge, you know, we we could. What other energy could that grocery teller or that McDonald's worker um, use their energy on um, in this mm-hmm. life to, to better the people around them? Um, but no, they have to be at the nine to five and they have to do these jobs. And we fight and we think that we're virtuous by not going to a self-checkout because we really need that, you know, that person to be able to feed themselves mm-hmm. and their family. That's really messed up yeah. if you think about it.
4: Yeah, like maybe this person could be a great painter or a great scientist or maybe they love children and they would like to be at home with their children. Correct. Mm-hmm. They could be doing a lot of other things besides making hamburgers. <laughs> but Exactly. Yeah. Or scanning
0: yeah. your groceries. Yes. Yes. You it's, know, but we can't trust technology to do what it's supposed to do. It, it you know, to help us to make our lives better. We are um you know, and and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Neuralink is a good thing. It could be in the right hands. But
4: right. No, that's what I'm to
0: do. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think we're both saying the exact same thing. These yeah. technologies could be wonderful paradise, or they could give us the worst hell that we could ever imagine. Right. Who controls the technology
0: is um, is how it's going to help us or hurt us. And at this point, I'm sorry, yeah. Elon, but uh, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Neuralink. Yes. We have to be cautious.
4: Skeptical.
0: Okay, let's let's play this clip real quick that you that you just sent over.
4: Okay, you can start it at about fifty, 50 I think. Fifty seconds in, it looks like. Oh, 50 seconds. Okay.
0: Oop. it's a little far.
4: Ten seconds. Okay. I think it's more like fifty six seconds, but we can Okay, here we go.
0: Three two
5: one. Memo is finished. Your inbox is under control, and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure. Your state of brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home jamming to the music with your work issued brain sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data. The government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, You've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. What do you think? Is it a future you're ready for?
4: Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, thank you. That just sounds like 1984. It's been a while since I read 1984, but I should read it again because that's given me some... Some Orwellian vibes.
0: Totally, yeah. I made my kids, both of my kids, read it uh, because it, it definitely is a, um, a future that is possible.
4: Yeah, yeah. They say Orwell was prophetic, and yet he says he was just writing about what was happening at the time that he'd observed. That's pretty weird, huh?
0: Yeah. Do you know that Orwell and Huxley knew each other?
4: Uh, I don't know if I knew that or not.
5: I'll
4: yeah, they that. wrote
0: letters back and forth to each other. Um, I think that Huxley was Orwell's teacher at some point. And so after he after Orwell wrote 1984, he sent Huxley a copy of it and, and wanted his um, opinions on it. Um, it's, it's quite, it's pretty fascinating. Um, or of course, and Huxley was like, Oh, well, you know, I, I don't think that this is a world that anybody's going to sign up for. Um, you know, the brave new world is more of a, um, you know, a, um, a, a, um, I guess a reality of, um, um, ease versus the hardship of 1984 and more people would sign up for that. And and that's true. You know, um, more people would sign up for that. Uh, I I think if, if, you know, there could be a a scenario where, um, you know, the the harsh punishment kind of of, uh, reality is there um, if we screw this up. But uh, I I do actually see um, how people would be more moved, um, you know, sold on the idea of comfort and ease. Uh, into slavery than the harshness of it, but it's very interesting that they knew each other, and I think mm-hmm. they were both also Freemason.
4: Hmm. Yeah, plus 1984 is also a cautionary terrible, if that's the right word, about propaganda and war and mind control, so it's not really that, hey, we're going to choose this fun thing that's more comfortable. It's really... What our governing body is doing to us to get us to fall in line with what they're doing. Oh well, we've always been at war. We've always been at war with Oceana. We've always been at war with Eurasia or whatever that. Yeah. Whatever that peak was, but and then um, the Ministry of Truth. That's all about propaganda. Um, you have to have, you have to speak, you can't say certain things, censorship. Yes, we are experiencing all of that. It's become a cliche, but it was very accurately depicted in a way, and fright, frighteningly so. And it's like mm-hmm. with Russia. And I want to get into that a little bit. But everybody's like, we've always hated Russia. Russia's scary. Oh, I remember. I'm old enough to remember the 90s, and, like, everybody loved Russia. And Russia was like, we love American blue jeans and some a bunch of bad fast food restaurants. And it was all, you know, America was so happy to go there and exploit their resources and make money off of Russia. It was a big party for America. Come on. I think the biggest win
0: win in this last – I think the biggest win in this last war was Russia kicking McDonald's out, to be honest. <laughs> right.
4: That is so funny. Didn't they, like, preserve a McDonald's and call it something else, but they kept the sign? Or maybe that was Starbucks. I wish I had a record of that because it was funny. I don't know, but I'm going to look that up for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. It's so funny. Did you get the – speaking of, like, that little clip from Davos, and I'd like to go back to Russia in a moment, but did you get that little video of Charles Schwab's greatest hits? I thought that was good news to watch that. My brother actually sent me some of these funny videos. Somebody's making pop songs, like Charles Schwab versions of them. And Um, I would say – good news mm-hmm. is higher because people are rebelling against this mind trap by just highlighting the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. If you can play a little of
0: that just for a laugh.
3: Yeah,
4: for cute. sure. I
0: think I I think I did already, um but I'm going to play it anyway because it's definitely worth a second um a second play. Um oh, you hilarious. Did you I think so. Um yeah, uh this yeah. Mm, there were a couple of them, so
4: yeah. There's three three of them. One, I, my favorite was the holiday one. I didn't send that to you, even though that was my favorite. But then it also just made me really sad because it was just so. Mm, I don't know. I can also send you that one. And find it. I sent it you to a friend, an old friend, and then I thought, oh my gosh, what if she's like got vaccinated and she's going to be mad at me? <laughs> Oh, uh,
0: well, I think, yeah, um, no, no, it's, uh, hold on, I think I've got it up. I'm going to do this,
4: I'm going to do this too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going
0: to, I'll play this while you're sending. Here we go, okay, Let's play I one.
6: Club's first two records. Back,
0: spec, back, all night. Yes, I love this one. Is that, how's that audio? Is it too, too much?
4: Uh, I think it's okay. It's not the greatest on my end, but it might just be my phone. <laughs> okay. All right, Maybe here just we go. a little bit.
6: Oh, nothing. And be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. A new world order in music.
7: One, two, three, four, five. Also, unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the thing. A little Escovenica so you don't get sick. It's Cusa number five. Let's talk about facts, baby. Let's talk about Doc, Paul cheese Let's talk about all the yet and counter side effects, baby. Let's talk about facts. Let's talk about facts. Come and take the seven a seven little luck
3: you get. My 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 my. My 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 You can't like
7: this. You won't have to be rich The CBBC You'll have all you need The central currency We just take your Extra belts and your Cash And you can Walk 500 steps But not a single Say have more Until the curfew Activates And all of small town boy thinking genetically modified sorrow boy this ensures he doesn't co-create please stop breeding we are almost 9 billion people please stop breeding right now star we just made you take it even
6: if you hate it greatest schwabs volume 15 now available on spotifyzer and mrn apple music i don't care who you are where you're from don't
7: care what you want you will
6: what I mean oh, I ordered
4: Willie magazine oh, the new Willie means fun and shwervels out. anyway that's so fun I'm just so <laughs> I love that so cute <laughs> it really put them in its place I think here's something nice um what do you think about New Hampshire Republicans introduced a House bill against geoengineering? Oh, M-trails that was my favorite thing of the week. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh,
0: no, you go ahead. Um, uh, unless you want me to, I can read it.
4: <clears throat>
0: but go, yeah, I, you
4: go ahead. A Clean Atmosphere Preservation Act, the Clean Atmosphere Preservation Act, rather, HB 1700, was introduced in New Hampshire, an act prohibiting the intentional release of polluting emissions, including cloud seeding, weather modification, excessive electromagnetic radio frequency, and microwave radiation, and making penalties for violation of such prohibitions. The general court finds that many atmospheric activities such as weather modification, stratospheric aerosol injection, solar radiation modification, and other forms of geoengineering include involving the intentional release of polluting geoengineering, oops, sorry, the intentional release of polluting emissions harmful human health and safety, the environment, agriculture, wildlife, aviation, state security and the economy of the new the state of New Hampshire. It is therefore the intention of the general court to prohibit S A I geoengineering and other intentionally polluting activities in New Hampshire's atmosphere. So that's great for New Hampshire, now how about the rest of us? <laughs> anyway, that was good well, we
0: have to get it on record first, right? So, I mean, because I'm sure you see online, you can't even say chemtrail without getting called a crazy conspiracy theory theorist, and mm-hmm. it, it, you know, like you're not even allowed to talk about it. You're not even allowed to, again, um, common theme, ask questions.
4: Mhm. Yeah, you're just crazy. That's like the alphabet agency's number one way of of shutting people up. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're crazy. Nobody smart talks about stuff like that. So, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to find... There it is. I'm
0: trying to find this... This. Uh, there it is. Um,
4: Maybe this is it.
0: Um, John... Bre- okay. So John Brennan talked to the Council on Foreign Relations... Um, and and basically, uh, you know, sold, like, was selling it to the council. Um, I'm trying to find it now. So, because people are like, oh, well, John Brennan lies. Yeah, but not when he's in a sales pitch, you know, trying to uh, talk about cloud feeding stratospheric aerosol injections.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's ringing a bell for me, too. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. should be able to find easily I think
0: yeah well um, you one would think (laughs) (laughs) maybe not let me see
6: interaction these technologies have given rise to new
0: there we go all right I think I found it okay here three two one
6: the digital revolution is perhaps Mm. the defining feature of our unstable world in both the most positive and negative ways the cyber realm and information mm-hmm. technology have fundamentally...
0: Nope, I don't think that's it. Was I smart enough to save it? Let's see. My videos. Um, liked videos. I'm on my husband's, right? So <laughs> I, uh, I used to have all of these saved. Um, and then I lost my YouTube channel for dangerous medical misinformation. Um Let's see. No, I don't see it. Boo. Uh if you can find it, please let me know. Um But it it really kind of is important to to talk about this stuff. Da-da.
4: messages on politics. No, that's not it.
0: Yeah, they hide. They try to hide this stuff for sure. Mm-mm-mm. Who is John Brennan? I don't care. Um, Council. Uh, let's see, this is like an hour long, so I, this, this might be it, but. Uh, I'm
1: trying to and leverage the digital revolution
0: Mm -mm. uh,
1: that came out last week.
0: That's not it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find it, but,
4: um, oh, I'm sorry, I've been speaking on mute. I think I found it. I'm sending it to you. Oh, good. Okay. Our buddy, John Brennan. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The ogre. Doesn't he look like an ogre? Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, then...
6: let's see.
0: Let's <laughs> see. May- maybe this is it. Digital revolution. Yeah. I. Mm, okay, let's see.
6: Perhaps the defining feature of our unstable world in both the most positive and negative ways. The cyber realm and information technology have fundamentally transformed the most prevalent means of human interaction. These technologies have given rise to new information-based industries that have displaced older ones, sometimes deepening gaps within societies and between the developed and underdeveloped worlds. They enable social interaction that can be swift and destabilizing, as we saw in the so-called Arab Spring and they invest individuals with unprecedented influence and even power, for better and for worse. Cyber makes it possible for our adversaries to sabotage vital infrastructure without ever landing an agent on our shores. And we have seen how our own citizens can be indoctrinated by terrorist groups online to commit terrible acts of violence.
0: I don't think that's it, is it?
6: Here in our homeland. I don't
0: know. There was two. Here. These
6: technologies two. are transforming how an intelligence service.
0: Maybe this is that. Hold on.
6: Which is a quintessential information-based enterprise, how it conducts its business. And we at CIA fully understand that how we rise to the challenge of the digital age will determine the extent of our future success. That's why last year, as part of our modernization program, we curated a Directorate of Digital Innovation, the first new agency directorate in more than a half century. This new directorate is at the center of the agency's efforts to mm. hasten the adoption of digital
0: – No, I don't think that's it. Yeah, that's like about digital. Hold on.
6: – and cyber capabilities of oh. action. Oh, right.
0: No, that's not it. Uh, hi, I, I think Ty is with us. Uh, hi, Ty. Uh, press one if you want to um, be a part of the show. Um, but I'm looking
3: mm.
4: – see,
0: they, they do try to hide this stuff. Oh, there's Ty. Hold on.
4: Mhm. Yeah, good
8: point. Hello. Hello. I just I just got here I was just listening. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're we're talking about geoengineering and um in did you see the legislate um the legislation put forth by um New
8: Hampshire? Uh, yes, I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, that's uh, kind of what we're talking yeah. about um and and people saying well, you know chemtrails are fake, you know geoengineering is fake now they're coming around to saying, "Well, nobody ever said that it was fake. We're just saying you're crazy because you know you think that they're chemtrails when they're contrails you know it's really frustrating
8: mm semantics yeah, yeah. that will get you sometimes <laughs> well, well you know it's,
3: it's,
8: that okay. stage is a truth thing, you know it's like where they they ridicule you and demean you and insult you and they make fun of you and then eventually they go oh we were actually on your side the whole time but you know so they yeah do.
0: we were saying that the whole time what really? do you mean right yeah. like
8: yeah,
4: it, and and yeah. And, and like the, they're watching the back stuff too now oh no we, that was just the corporations that wasn't the government you see that with the people yeah. who got fired stuff?
3: yeah
0: Right. Well, we all know that it's, yeah, exactly. Um, not, it's well, not, it's Brookings. You, do you Institute. You want
4: to keep looking for that? Or do you, should we try a different, do you want me to, I have one other thing that I was going to talk about.
0: Yeah, go if ahead. You, yeah, do it.
4: All right. Well, okay. Owen sometimes rubs me the wrong way. She says a few things that I think are pretty ridiculous, like saying women who try to be moms. At a late age in life, are satanic or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, thought you. Were, I was getting down with what you're saying, and now he kind of ruined it. But sometimes she says stuff that's very cogent. And <clears throat> here she says, "I'm optimistic about the future." So Tucker Carlson. Just a side note: Tucker Carlson has been spotted in Russia. So a lot of people think that he's going to be doing interview with. Vladimir Putin. So yeah. he says Tucker a only... just,
0: just quick side note. Yeah. The American government said no. That he could not do it an, an interview with Putin. But go ahead. Oh.
4: Yeah, and I and I sent you a little clip from Bill Crystal that I think we should definitely look at. It's chilling. He says Tucker shouldn't be let back in the US and um it, it's gross. But anyway, so Tucker being Crystal in Russia
0: is only is is a cartoon my character. Oh,
4: yeah. Seem to be this is Candace. People seem to be waking up and asking the right questions across a variety of topics. Big pharma, wars, etc. Frauds are losing their influence while independent journalism grows. It may not seem like it, but there are a lot of good things happening. I really appreciated that and I'm really excited to hear that Tucker is in Russia. So do you could you look in the chat and find that little clip from Bill Crystal, and we can just listen to it really quick, because yeah. I think it's really important for people to hear this kind of, kind of talk, what's going on with these people in power. Yes. Um,
0: okay, I've got it up here. Three, two, one.
2: To be totally honest, if things are so bad, as you say, with the white working class, don't you want to get new Americans in who aren't going to be – I'm serious. If you can make a case that um, this is going on too long and this is too crazy probably, and I hope this thing isn't being, like, you know, videotaped or
1: ever shown anywhere.
0: Wait, okay, that might not – To be totally Mm, honest, if things are so
1: bad, as you
3: say, with the
2: white working class, don't you want to get
3: new –
0: Well, that's the one that pulled up. That wasn't it, though.
4: I think that's – well, anyway. I, oh, I wonder why I shared that. Should we just listen to it and see what he has to say? Well, that was
0: it. That, that was. It was done. That was the whole thing? Yeah. It wasn't oh, even Bill oh. Crystal.
4: Let me find it then. Yeah. Bill Kristol um, does want to let Tucker Carlson back into the United States, but he does want to let in millions of migrants in order to replace the white working class. Oh, okay. So that's that's a different clip. Sorry about that I'll see if I can find What I was thinking of Anyway This idea of Tucker Going to Russia And giving us all a different perspective On Russia and Vladimir Putin I recently watched a video One argument I often hear is Well, Vladimir Putin is evil Because he doesn't like Gay people You know, homosexuals and I've watched a really nice clip of him talking about how they, they, they're valuable in society. They just should not get, you know, special rights or um, have all the attention on people who are, you know, gay or transgender, but that they shouldn't be persecuted either. And I thought that was really nice. But um, mainly, I wanted to go to this article that I was reading earlier, and it's a little bit more of a subtle good news thing. But this thing in Ukraine, hopefully most people by now who are interested in alternative narratives, figuring out what is really happening in the world beyond the propaganda, they know that this war was started by NATO provoking Russia and taking over the Ukrainian government in 2014 in order to make it a Western proxy. And we've all probably heard that clip of Victoria Newland talking about who should go in the government and why in Ukraine. So here's Scott Ritter also went to Russia recently, the former UN weapons inspector who also was very... Active in disarmament in during perestroika and uh, de denu- like denuclearizing Soviet Union during the breakup of the Soviet Union. Uh, he's also former U.S. Marine Corps intelligence officer. So he was just in Russia and he was in Chechnya, and he tells the story of how the same thing happened in Chechnya in the early 2000s. So NATO went in there and fomented aggression against Russia from Chechnya. And now Chechnya is part of Russia. They're really happy to be part of Russia, and they're actually leading the charge in defending Russia's border, which is what this is, is a border war of Russia and Ukraine. So I just want to share this with you. I think for me this is good news because it shows that I mean I don't want to be too biased but it shows that good guys can win Um, and I I guess I'm looking at NATO as not the good guy but anyway it's kind of sad that NATO supposedly represents us. but over the course of 24 days from December 28th to January 20th, I was able to take in the sights and sounds of Moscow and St. Petersburg as these two cities celebrated both the New Year's and Russian Orthodox Christmas. And I'm going to go down a little bit further. Russia's medal can't be measured by its social and cultural accomplishments alone. The true test of a people comes only when the foundation of their society is threatened and the nation is called upon to rally together in its collective defense. Amidst all the holiday celebration and fanfare that I witnessed, there lurked an underlying reality that Russia was very much a nation at war. This is Scott Ritter on his visit to Russia. This war was defined in the mindset of those people I met, not so much in terms of Russian-Ukrainian conflict as it was an existential struggle between Russia and the collective West, led by the U.S., in which Ukraine is being used as a proxy. Let there be no doubt, everyone I spoke with about this conflict was weary. They wanted the fighting to end and to be able to get on with their lives, but they were all likewise united in their conviction that the war could only end in a Russian victory that resolved once and for all The issues that underpin the current conflict, blocking NATO expansion into Ukraine, eliminating a Ukrainian armed force that has become a de facto extension of NATO military power, and the extermination of the odious ideology of Ukrainian ultranationalism, as defined by the legacy of Stepan Bandera and the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists. In other words, Nazi ideology. To a person, the Russians I spoke with were insistent that the time for compromise had long passed and that given the investment in blood and treasure that Moscow had made to date, there is no alternative to a decisive victory. Yes, the Russian people are tired, but they also understand that the war is a necessary evil which has to be endured all the way to a final comprehensive victory if there is ever to be a chance of a lasting peace. And then I will just, I just wanted to, the rancor and bitterness produced by a conflict that witnessed so much violence between people with different, oh, here we go, sorry. It was the scene. I'm sorry, I'm trying to make this faster so I'm skipping around. No, it's it's fine. Redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. In the case of Russia's conflict with Kiev, the six named territories all play a role with precisely with, that precisely matches this definition of them. Chechnya stands out as having no geographic, historic, ethnic, religious or political connection with Ukraine, and yet it is with the Chechnya, it is with Chechnya that the Russian path of redemption begins. It was, the ble- it was the scene of two bloody wars between Moscow and separatists fought between 1994 and the early 2000s that killed tens of thousands of people. The fighting that transpired was bloody and ruthless. Little mercy was shown by either side. By 2002, Chechnya's capital city, Grozny, had been completely leveled. The rancor and bitterness produced by a conflict that witnessed so much violence between people with different religions, cultures, and language, made the notion of reconciliation all but impossible to imagine. Add to this was the fact that the Chechens possessed a history that lent itself to prejudice and resentment against the Russians, even without the horrors of the two wars. style of the Chechen people by Joseph Stalin's Soviet government during the Second World War saw nearly 610,000 Chechen and English forcibly evicted from their homes and relocated to Central Asia, where nearly a quarter of them died due to poor conditions. The survivors were allowed to return to their homeland in 1957 following Nikita Khrushchev's reforms. But the resentment generated by the years of suffering was passed down through the generations that followed. And yet, despite all the negative energy generated by the tragic history of Russian-Chechen relations, the two peoples have found a pathway to peace and prosperity. The visitor to Grozny today is greeted by a city that has been completely rebuilt from the ruins, a place where Russians and Chechens live side by side in peace respectful of their respective linguistic, cultural, and religious differences. I call this transformation the Chechen miracle. And yet, divine inter- intervention had nothing to do with it. Instead, the Chechen and Russian people were blessed by the leadership of two remarkable men, Russian President Vladimir Putin and the chief mufti that's a religious leader of the Chechen Republic of Uh, Ikaria Akhmad Hadirov, who realized that continued violence would only hurt the people. They were tasked with serving and that the best chance for peace was for the two to sit down and talk in an effort to find a pathway to peace. They succeeded. Today, throughout the Chechen Republic, the visages of Vladimir Putin and Akhmad Kadyrov, can be seen on display side by side in recognition of the role both men played in overcoming the historic, the history of violence, mistrust, and resentment that had defined the relationship, and instead of forging a new path forward governed by the notion of mutual respect and shared prosperity, The success of their joint work is manifest in the fact that while the Chechen people today maintain a distinct identity defined in large part by the Muslim faith, they very much identify themselves as being part of the Russian Federation, something that was unthinkable back in the 1990s when they fought for independence from Russia. While in Chechnya, I had the opportunity to meet with several prominent Chechen figures including former Deputy Interior Minister Abdi Aladinov, State Duma member, well, I'm not going to name these people and butcher all their names, but they are the heads of parliament, head of the Chechen Republic. What these four individuals all had in common was that at some point in their lives, they had taken up arms against Russia. They were also united in the fact that at some point during their resistance against Russia during the Second Chechen War, they realized that the cause of an independent Chechen Republic had been hijacked by foreign jihadists whose passion for violence has had superseded any logical notion of Chechen nationalism and instead created the conditions where continued conflict threatened to consume the the Chechen people. Quote, we have witnessed for ourselves how outside parties thought to infect us with their foreign ideology in order to further their larger struggle against Russia. I was told, quote, we ended up realizing that the best way to protect ourselves from being destroyed by these foreign agents was to align ourselves with Russia In doing so, we discovered that the Russians shared our same desire to live in peace, free from outside manipulation. This is why we have made fighting alongside Russia in the special military operations such a high priority. We see in the Banderas forces in Ukraine, that's the Nazi forces in Ukraine, the same evil that we saw in the foreign jihadists who came to fight in Chechnya. We worked with Russia to destroy this evil back in the early 2000s, and today we are working with our Russian brothers to destroy the same evil as it has been manifested in Ukraine. So I thought that was kind of beautiful. The Chechen miracle is the living manifestation of Russian redemption, This says. So here we have 2002. They were being infected by... Well, they're calling them foreign jihadists. I think they're also talking about NATO, but it's nice to hear something positive Or change.
8: That's amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: Ty, Ty, any thoughts on that?
8: Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it's just it's a very nice perspective on that. You know, um, I like the part where they acknowledge that halfway through their battle that they were infiltrated. And saw it. At least they caught it early, and then decided, you know, that's not a good. Maybe maybe the ideology isn't as strong as the uniting. So, you know, they started they started rehumanizing the Russians as opposed to demonizing them, making them the other. Once you remove that other mentality, it pretty much self corrects. So, it's really totally. comforting. <laughs> so. Yeah,
4: it's sad that we haven't been able to see that in Ukraine yet. That, uh
8: that's not bandit. reported. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's you- happening. I mean, from from yeah. from the front lines, from where we hear that there already. I mean, there is no army in Ukraine there. I mean, it's all us. So it's like they're not really fighting anything. So at this point, it's it's just a matter of time before R- Russia crosses that specific this specific river border they're trying to get over. Once they do that, they got it. So so it'll that's be true. soon. It will be soon. So
4: point I have here. One thing I had saved from you, English, on Telegram, captive AFU soldier says that he and his colleagues surrendered to Russian soldiers so that at least someone would survive. Quote, <sighs> we, have, we have Vaitya Bereznoi. He was our senior in the position. He decided to surrender. Your guy shouted, surrender, nothing bad will happen to you. The two of them went out and talked, so that at least some people remain alive. We surrendered. This, this it was our collective decision, says the prisoner of war. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have this video of him, but it's just, it's going to be in Ukrainian or Russian. A lot of them are Russian speakers. Anyway, that... That's true. A lot of people are putting the front lines. You do not want
8: to fight. And and they can't be Russia anyway. I mean, the the, the narrative has to be that Russia is weak in some way when everybody knows that's just not true at all. Like nobody believes that obviously. So they're like the only one who could challenge the United States is Russia and it's always been that case. So we can't just now pretend they're weak out of nowhere just because we have an ego problem. So it's just <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's just it's silly to to go back on that now. But, I mean, you know, we have an administration right now that is pretty desperate. I mean, I'm, in, I mean, I'm trying to be positive. It's been very rough for me this week because I'm just getting video after video and people message me like, I don't know how you can work 40 hours a week and still not afford to live in your hotel. They're literally giving migrants free stuff. They're just all of them. Here's free food, free board, free hotel, just free, free, free all day. I work 40 hours a week. They won't even give you a discount or a set of stuff. They're actively trying to make us homeless. But they're going to give free stuff to people who don't live here. Free stuff. Just here it is because they know they're going to serve in the military. They're going to support the government. They're going to. You know what I mean? They're going to vote the way they want. It's just very because I have homeless people that are trying to turn on the migrants. That maybe maybe we should rob these people. I'm like, no, you can't turn on them. That's what they want you to do. That <laughs> you see, they want you to turn on the migrants. It's not the migrants' fault. The migrants were promised things, lied to when they came here. That's not their problem. So you see what I'm saying? It's like they're they're yeah. trying to foment they're trying to foment hostility between groups that are disenfranchised. That's what they do. So we have to mm. see past that. We're, as the, as the American citizens, we are. We are obligated to see past that. We can't. We can't. You know what I mean? Like we can't fall for that trap. We know it's a trap. So why are we falling for it? Just because we're sad and miserable and angry? Like <laughs> I get it because I am. Like I hate struggling every week. I don't know where I'm going to be after Friday. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I work full time. I still can't afford to live here. I only have till Friday till til Super Bowl Sunday, and then I have to figure out again where I'm going to live. But uh, there are people wandering with five families that have no job, no reason, and they're just hanging out, just chilling. People driving them food, driving them anywhere they need to go. I'm just like, you know, at a certain point, that's gonna that's gonna foment some some real bad stuff in the United States. It's gonna foment. The, the resentment will eventually kick in. It's going to because people it's are just gonna be happened. allowed to live here with no consequences. That's just not gonna happen. Homeless people are just gonna starve to death, so migrants can be here. They're not gonna do that. So,
0: no, it, yeah, and it's already <laughs> happening in Chicago. If you look at like at what's going on in Chicago, people are like, res, you know, residents of Chicago are like, well. well like when they're taking our stuff now, we're poor. We we need help.
8: Um, right, and, and, and Joe Biden's yeah. expecting to win there. So I'm supposed to have the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. I'm like, mm, it's a shame you defunded the police because you're going to need them. Um, that's a really bad idea. But also, I mean, you just today the, the New York passed a 157 million dollar thing for migrants. 157 million. We don't know where it's coming from. Oh, that's right. That's why your taxes went up. There he is there it is. so now people that are working and homeless have to pay for people that are not working and homeless from other countries so this is yeah that's if you if you were wondering how jeffrey dahmer and most serial killers happen that's how that's that's amityville Horror acts to your face that's that is so disrespectful it's it's offensive it's appalling it's, it's just i don't some people don't have the reserve that i do you know what i mean they don't have that kind of mentality there's some people that will get violence very soon, very, very soon if they don't change this. that This cannot go on for much longer. People aren't going to tolerate it. They're just not going to. So I don't know what Democrats are hoping for, but they expect to the win, they have to change this tactic. Because this tactic is throwing it to Donald Trump immediately. It's throwing it right to him. Uh, there are several Blackhawks, as I've talked to, they are like, we will never vote Democrat again. That's never going to happen again. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're, I don't know what they're trying to do, but this is not the way to do it. This is just not it. So.
4: Well, they want the migrants to vote. Is that
3: it? <laughs> yes. To to vote.
8: Vote. Well, they promised them. They promised them citizenship if they vote the right way and, they also, and, and if they join the military. So that's why we, we were so I – we mean, they don't talked about this for years. It's not that we, that's why we were so anti-border thing is because we, we don't hate immigrants. We know that immigrants can't challenge the government. How are immigrants going to challenge the government? They're not citizens. They don't even speak our language. How are they going to challenge anything? They're dependent on the government. That's why they – because they, we're well, not. The government's dependent on us that's why they won't that's why they gave up on us. they just want us dead and out of the way, but those people they can outnumber us by the thousands and so therefore they can just do all that work and not have and not complain about it they want they want obedient workers that's what they want so and migrants will be obedient workers they will do that so well, that's, that's the, the problem
4: that's the assumption, but I think a lot of people coming from South America are also christian faiths and I mean – Well, well
8: Matt, if they don't have any money, they don't have any them. money. Nobody's supporting them. We're supporting them. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? They're going to complain against the government they're dependent on? They can't do that. They're dependent on it. They could just let these people starve like they do us. They're not. They're promising. That doesn't mean they're going to deliver on it. They're, prom- they're getting them leached onto the, onto the government too, like they did with us, and then the moment that these people start do- getting up they'll be like, no, bye. Now join mm. these people. Slough them off. that's that's Mm -hmm. what they remember. They promise, but they never deliver. They want the work done first, because once the work's already done, why do they have to deliver on it? You've already done the work. You don't have to deliver. They just just get you hooked on promises. That's 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 also how crack addicts work. Oh, I just need ten more dollars. Mm -hmm. Just ten more. Just ten more. And -hmm. then they come back every ten minutes. Just ten more. Just ten more. Just ten more. (laughs) So that's what they're hoping on. That's That's what they're counting on. So it's just the public is so used to doing that that we're just like, But now everyone's for it. That's the problem. And Gen Z doesn't care. And Alpha is too incompetent to do anything about it. So it's just like it's not. They can't rely on Boomers forever because Pluto is now here in Aquarius. And Pluto is just knocking Boomers out, just knocking them down. Every moment they're going down. So it's like you're eventually they're going to have to cave to Gen X and Millennials. They're going to have to at some point because there's not enough Boomers to sustain them. There's just not enough. So I don't know. I'm, and Kissinger's gone, so I don't know who they're <laughs> – they're losing people by the day. They're not going to be able to maintain this forever. They're just not going to. Mm-hmm. That's the benefit of Aquarius being here, Aquarius energy, because Capricorn is the sign that rules management and government. But we've left that. So Pluto's mm-hmm. now in Aquarius. So now we're, now we're conjunct good ideas and the flowment of movement and relationships and mental health being conjunct Pisces. So it, the cosmos doesn't lie. They want want to pretend like it does to people that don't understand it, but it does – this is cyclical. They will not get away with this. That's why they're getting desperate and brazen. People on TikTok are like, wow, these people are so brazen. They don't even hide their governments anymore. Oh, why would they? Now they're openly challenging you. They're doing it and going, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because they know most of us won't. we are just talk. We're not going to do much. We'll just sit there and complain and then go back to doing the thing we were doing. (laughs) They know. I mean, people think like they know how to challenge psychopaths. They don't. You'd be very surprised – That's why they're still surprised that they have a scorched earth policy. But what if they're on fire? What if their family members die in front of them? They'll smile and laugh and then move on to the next. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care care if they die in the process. If they they can't have it, no one can. They don't care. People need to get – they really need to pay attention. They have to. (laughs) They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. If they think there's some sort of ounce of morality or mercy that's going to come, it's not going to happen. It's not going to. So we have, we have to do it. We have to be more merciful because they're not going to. So.
4: So as a person struggling with housing, you're seeing migrants, undocumented immigrants getting more provisions than you're being offered?
8: Oh, yeah. We're not, we're not being offered anything. We're actually being told to do more work, to sacrifice, to budget better, to watch our spending habits. And they are literally given free, like literal just cars with unlimited amounts of money. People are driving. There's a woman who's been reporting on TikTok. She, goes, she visits hotels you're not supposed to be at. And she goes to visit those hotels. All of those hotels are filled to the brim with migrants, and, they're, and people are driving them food, like Domino's and <laughs> pizza. People are just driving them, and they can stay there as long as they want and just chill because they were promised housing or something. So that's what they get. And people are like, well, where's this money coming from? And the money's coming from our U.S. tax dollars. That's why we're being taxed so high because we're paying for migrants to come here. Yeah, it's crazy. Is that, isn't that crazy? While while you have an entire 7.5 million and growing people homeless, which, you, which mind you, which was caused by the left wing voting for policies and trusting corporations over that virus that did not kill any, that many people, which 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 destroyed most people's income which they never replaced. They didn't just fix it after COVID left. They were like, oh, now everything's back to normal. No, you didn't do anything. All those businesses are still closed. All those families are still destroyed. You didn't do anything, nothing at all. You just moved on. So now 7.5 million people are homeless <laughs> because orange man bad, because, you trusted, because we all trusted this new dementia patient to do better than him, even though Trump was keeping <laughs> us better than ever. I was paid the lowest taxes I've ever paid in my life. But here's the thing. That, that's the problem is that people's ideology got in the way of facts. And they trusted a multinational corporate conglomerate. They trusted all these people they shouldn't have. And now they're surprised by the repercussions years later that can't be rectified by just their little cute ideology of disliking white people. It's not going to cover it. It's just not going to. So I'm wondering what the, what, what's going to happen. Like this is a free-for-all it seems now because people aren't listening to each other. They're turning on each other. People are fomenting civil war and global war. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. This is chaos. So – and the cosmos is only adding to that, by the way, because we, we have a full moon in Uranus um, coming on the 4th or something like that, the 5th, new moon, it's a new moon. And this is all, I mean, Pluto, th- that's the function of Pluto. When Pluto comes in, it just, it dis- it, it's about destruction, rebirth, so it's dismantling all these delusional nonsense things we've been building up through Capricorn for 15 years. So it's, it's, it's shocking a lot of the industries and the people and the mentalities that are coming, it comes across because we're not used to being challenged in this way but it's going to keep getting, it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep, it's going to keep going. So if we don't get comfortable in it, I don't know what to tell people, but it's only going to get walkier. <laughs> so
4: do you think they're bringing in all these migrants and offering them citizenship in exchange for military service as a way yep. to create the military strength to do a bunch more stupid wars? like?
8: Yep. like
4: part of yes, they have
8: to, they have to, because we're not enlisting. We're not listening. Yeah. We're not doing it. And, yeah. and the people and, they already and, kicked out and the people they kicked out won't come back. So
0: Right, I was gonna say and they kicked out a
8: bunch of people. Yeah, they're uh, not getting back, and those people are not coming back. You can't yeah. betray people and then come back going, Hey, can we be friends now? No, you can't do that. <laughs> That's <laughs> not going That's <laughs> well, not happening. For your- so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that used to work, though. In Capricorn, this is how the governments and establishments used to rule. In Capricorn, that all worked because it was in their favor. Now it's out of their favor. This is, and we're at a time now where mental health and relationships are key, where you can't be arrogant and dependent simultaneously. You have to be one of those things, one of them. So, yeah. And the government is entirely dependent. So they can't be arrogant. They're dependent. So they have to pick one of those things they want to do because Gen Z doesn't care. They will literally let this place die. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Cause we, see, we have, some, we have some attachment to the old world. We're the last generation that has an attachment to pre-social media. Genre. They don't. They don't care. They don't care at all. You can't threaten them. You can't do anything. They don't, they don't respond to it. They just go, okay, go. Do it. Do it. Because if I die, up. then I can't be your slave. If I die, I can't be your they, slave. So good luck. <laughs> they'll they call you bluff. They'll the call you right system. to your face. They don't care. So
4: They have this trauma-based mind control because they yeah. grew up during the COVID hoax. Exactly. And you know, told the world's ending and all that stuff.
8: And they, they have more access to information than we've ever had. And, it gets, you know, I mean, like they've grown up where they can, they can see any, everything that's happening in real time. It's not like us where we had to take weeks or, like, days to figure out what was going on after months of being lied to. You know, like, they know immediately the moment something happens and like who's involved and where is it. Like, they get it immediately. So, like, it's, that's what, remember, Daniel, we put, we, you guys all posted that, like, last week or we played all those clips where they're like, they're mad because they can't control the narrative. They can't. The moment something happens, we know the very instant it occurs, the very instant. They can't lie about it. They can't foam in a narrative. They can't, they can't take weeks to build it up. Nope, saw you do it. Here it is. <laughs> here it is right here. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> Worldwide news immediately. So it's why the industry is also, the music industry is also collapsing like a neutron star because everybody's just, now Beyonce's next. She's next on the shopping lot for Cat Williams. And everybody. These people aren't going to get away with it. They think they're going to. They legitimately thought they were going to. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The cosmos is coming for all of you. Everything, everything that's is hidden in the in the dark. Will be revealed. It all will be, one way or the other. So, but this is what it is. It's it's crushing delusions. It's crushing delusions as it should be. So I'm glad about that. But I'm nervous because it's like, how can I continue to help everybody and do my thing if I if, if I'm literally going to work every single day, exhausted, can't afford my medications, can't afford to live, but I'm paying for people who can't do anything to be here. You know, so that, like that's not, it's hard for me to not feel resentment about that. It's really, really difficult. And then I have my parents, everybody lecturing me for my spending habits and my choices. And my I'm like, well, what about your choices that led to these people here in the first place? Like I had a full-time job. Remember everybody? Remember when I was working full-time and had a house? Yeah. And then you had COVID, which you all supported. And now I doubt. So that's my fault, mom? No, it's your fault. You caused that problem. <laughs> like, I didn't cause that. I was warning Ooh. you about it December of 2019. That's not my issue. It's like I'm being punished for things that I did correctly. That, I don't understand. This is very, very confusing. So my, my goal now is to get other homeless people to not foment resentment against these people because it's not their fault. You know what I mean? Like we just need to understand it's not the migrant's fault. It just isn't. So we really do have to pa- practice compassion and mercy and kindness with people. We need it more than we ever have. If, if that's the one lesson, that's the thing we need to do the most right now. Right. So,
0: they were sold on the "quote unquote" American dream.
3: Mm-hmm. I because the relevance works.
8: of Carter was in office, but still. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, uh.
4: <laughs> I would like to be. I would like to see some investigative reporting on how exactly these people are getting here. What what they're being told? <laughs> of,
8: what promise to them. Yeah, there's a little bit of sore. There, is, there are some buses. I mean, there are people who get. I mean, that's how you that's how they travel across the country because they're not walking from New York to Denver, they're getting buses. I mean, this is. I mean, this is a people are starting to realize this is a campaign. This is a planned thing. It's not like it's accidentally happening. They're planning it. They're doing it on purpose because they know they can't win with the current population. The current population is too awake. They can't do anything with us, but they can. You know, they can bring in people that have no idea what the hell is going on and don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can do that. So that's much easier to do. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it because they'd never tried this before because it wouldn't work. There's no way they would allow that to happen. So, and luckily they've demonized enough of the right wing because the right wing is really what was keeping these people out. But now they've been demonized enough where they can't even stand up. So it's like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everyone's a Nazi now or anti-Semitic or whatever the fuck the problem is. So.
4: Yeah. Oh, I heard a new one. Well, it's probably not new to you. <laughs> I saw a friend of mine, somebody who I really like, who I think is a really great person, they were posting a gun on Facebook about the people in Texas trying to close the border and saying that they were mega, but spelling it with a T-S, so maggots. They're calling them maggots. Ah, uh, gotcha. Violence-loving maggots. Ew, uh-huh. yeah, I've uh-huh.
8: heard that before. Yeah, thanks, guys.
4: I really you get it.
8: I suppose that's kind of clever. I mean, for them. I mean, I
3: don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> they got to try,
8: so. <laughs>
0: try. Okay. All right. So I have an idea. Um, uh, Kate, I would like you, if you have any more good news, I'd like you to to do that. And then, Ty, I don't know how you feel about this, but do you want to do a, a reading? I mean, I, I've seen your series. Ooh. Yeah. You want to do mean... a, a reading?
8: I could. I mean, on what? What do you want me to do it
3: on?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're doing um, um, astrological signs. Uh,
3: yeah. I
0: did not see the Aries one, but if you've got a series that you're doing and you haven't gotten to any, um, you know, do yeah. It, I mean,
8: it's up it's to you. It's possible. You know, I I almost thought about doing something abstract, like. I, well, I know the United States was founded on different times, I mean, legally and otherwise. But I was going to do something like, like, like if, like, the United States was an astrology thing, like, would it be a Leo or something? Like, it was, like, 1776, July – when was it? July four. So, like, hmm, what if the United States is a Leo and then do it on what the United States is? That's possible. So – but I'm like, am I that <laughs> – am I going to be that person? So, I don't know. Uh, but I could. I could do – I've always, I've always considered doing, like, a world, world events sort of reading. So.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, that, um, I don't know a lot more, but I'll just say it was pretty interesting recently. The Capitol Police announced they will not charge Democrats aide who made a viral gay sex tape in a Senate hearing room. So
8: that was funny story. That was a funny story. A funny story.
4: Them, I'm just gonna go with Ty's usual logic of this is uncovering hypocrisy right here. It's just so in your face. They're going to charge somebody who sat in the Senate hearing room and put their feet up on the desk, maybe took a selfie. They'll charge that guy, put him in prison, but not someone who actually makes a sex (laughs)
8: Because he's on their (laughs) team. Because wouldn't that make them look kind of bad if they did that? A little. Because they've been so pro-gay, they're like, gays can't do anything wrong because they're gay. I'm like, that's not really how that works. Insert Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, Sometimes they're evil and will kill you and hide your head in a basement or a jar. So you can't just, um, I mean, John William Gacy also just. Just throw that out there. Uh, gay doesn't mean you're exempt yeah. from. We're, we're all hey. moral now. No, that's not how that works. That's not how being mean and gay is not a personality. So people have to understand there are evil gay people. That's the thing. So it's just so it's so important so to realize so. that that it's just a personality trait. It's not like it exempts you from all.
3: <laughs> it's just right. funny to me.
8: Anyway.
4: So. So it's showing that there's a hypocritical disconnect with, like, rules for one group and not for the other. So hopefully that'll help shine a light on how hypocritical the January 6th punishments have been. And then here's um, something that's not very good news,
3: but it's, it's
4: weird, and I know it gives us all the creeps, I'm sure, but Biden, who name... John Podesta as the new climate czar to replace John Kerry. No, that's. Didn't John Kerry run president at one
8: time or something? I forgot about Kerry. I was like, oh yeah, he's still around. Forgot about that guy. Oh,
4: he, um, wasn't he like heir to the Heinz ketchup or something? Or was that that other guy?
8: <laughs> Edwards. Anyway, I think so, it was Edwards. I don't remember. <laughs> You know, those people, f- oh. Flawed, oh, there's just so many, so many people.
4: People with money, just, you know, you have to have a lot of money to run, I guess. Hey, look, John is back. He's lecturing us about climate change. That's from the Post Millennial. Got a yeah. little clip here. Um, so, uh, we always talk about human trafficking and Pizzagate and our favorite little buddy, John Podesta, is uh, back in the mix, so...
8: I usually tend to ignore most – I tend to ignore most things from Democrats until they, until they get rid of Chuck Schumer. Because um, the moment I hear them start talking about Donald Trump, I'm like, you guys still have Chuck Schumer. Do you realize that you still have him? He, he didn't just disappear. He's still right there. So until you get rid of Chuck Schumer, please take infinite seats, please. Um, it's, it's about 2,000 pages longer than Donald Trump. and even, don't, even, don't even try it. It's not, it's not even a contest. It's Chuck Schumer, worst every moment, every single moment. So as long as you have Chuck Schumer, be quiet. Be quiet. Donald Trump will be infinitely better at every capacity than Chuck Schumer. That's it. That's all there is to it. Former Wall Street executive and voter of the Patriot Act twice, Chuck Schumer. We're not doing that. We're not playing that game. So (laughs) so let's do it. That's it. Yeah, it's uh...
4: like Trump will do things that bother me, like, a lot. But then those are the things that Democrats like that he's doing. Like, he, I saw something from a rally where he was saying he was forcing Europe to pay their share for NATO and that – his his solve for Ukraine, and I think Jimmy Dore posted this on Twitter or X recently, he was saying, well, Europe has to pay for Ukraine. That's my solve for Ukraine. And I feel like, parenthetically, what I hope is that he's calling their bluff because Europe is broke, and they don't need this war either. And maybe that's his way of withdrawing, like, being non-interventionist type of stance. But still, it offends me. Like, I'm, I just feel like I wish he would say the truth about this war, that it is a NATO fomented war, that we're fighting Russia to the last Ukraine. We're trying to bleed Russia dry by letting Ukrainians die for our stupid war that means nothing. Like, I wish he would just say that instead of doing this thing of like, well, I helped, you know, America by stop funding NATO and telling Europe to fund NATO. Like, mm, he just always bothers me. But showboating, I, I, I guess. Know, yeah, showboating. That's a good way to put it. It's just it's like yes, it's read such a fine line, I guess, because so many people hate Russia and love NATO. And have drank the Kool Aid, and maybe he's trying to, either he's trying to satisfy them or he really believes that, and it's hard to know. But I'm excited for Tucker
8: to do an interview with
4: Putin if he's really going to do that. And, right. Um, totally safe, start,
8: safe. Well, I hopefully, save face. I actually heard the sorry. Clemson. I heard the are trying to save face too recently. Apparently. Uh, Mrs. Clinton, Secretary Clinton, formerly – apparently we've heard rumors that she's like, I'm going to try to sue the newspapers and Donald Trump for slanderizing and defamating my name. And that's why I lost the election. She's still doing it. She's still playing that card right now, right at this moment. So – and I want her to do that. I'm like, oh, please do that. Please, please file that lawsuit. Man. I really want that to be on no, I, mean. I, I want that to be on record. I want her to be on record for the stupid bullshit she keeps doing that deranged harpy. You open your mouth one more time. I swear to God. <laughs> that woman I oh, do it. Do it. I want it on public record. I want it on public record so that when your ass is handed to you in court, we're going to be laughing so hard at you. The nerve of this woman, the nerve of her. I can't stand mm. it. The Clintons get on my effing nerves. I can't stand it. I, I've lost so many friends and family members over them, even even pretending to defend or like them in any way. I'm like, I will throw acid in your face. Don't you dare. Don't you ever dare. Mm-hmm. I will, go to, go, you walk to Haiti and then tell me you love these people. Go to Haiti. Go. I want you to tell me you love them. Go. I want you to do it. They will. They will, cl- they will close their mouth immediately, the nerve of you people, <laughs> the nerve. I don't understand the audacity of some people. I just don't. I'm like, are you really that entrenched <laughs> in your little cult ideology that you don't see that they're wrong? You don't get that, huh? Just because somebody says the word liberal, you're like, let me just support them. No, that's a cult. Stop it.
0: Um, I <laughs> Stop heard she did that. nice things it's for children. That, that's uh? what my liberal people say. I heard she did
8: nice things for children.
4: No, <laughs> oh,
8: that's the worst. That's the, isn't it, isn't it, won't someone please think of the children? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they say something that they haven't researched (laughs) at all, and we're like, okay, that's fine. You know what, at least they, they're, they're not getting away with as much as the, as the Obamas are. The problem is the Obamas. We'll have to worry about them later because they're coming. They're coming back. But at least the Clintons are at least – people can, can't really defend them anymore. They can't really do it. Like, they can ignore them, but they can't defend them. But they will defend Obamas. The moment Michelle's back, they'll be like, now let's defend those horrible coons. Um, I'm sorry, I had to call them, That I had to. I had to. That's what the word means. I used it correctly. Um, that's just the problem, because, I mean, those documents don't go away. They're still there. They're the reason why we can't do anything against these people. They're the reason why we can't. I mean, if people just read the, the provisions added to the NDA Act of 2012, if they just read those alone, I mean, there's – I don't know. I, I don't know how to help people. I don't know how to help them. That's If, if you haven't turned on the Democrats after that, you can't – there's nothing else that will help you. There's, there's nothing we can't do. anything else learned for you. The I mean, That's it. So –
4: well, we all have something to look forward to with Podesta. Siri he says, we have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis, and that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about, Podesta mm-hmm. said last August. Across the political spectrum, Podesta said, they support the movement, to cleaner forms of energy, cleaner forms of transportation. I mean, this just sounds like it's leading to those 15-minute cities and more – control more totalitarianism and that's just perfect for john Podesta. i bet he's
3: oh yeah
8: great they they, want to and and now they get to control travel too which they really want to do they really want to get travel mm -hmm. under control because because if we travel that might you know broaden people's perspectives and you know get them to not foment against other people so that's why i mean the people who hate russia like so how many times have you been there Uh, So So how many people do you know there? How many people do you know in Russia or Ukraine? Is it nobody? Is it nobody at all? Isn't that interesting? Um, Isn't it weird how the good guys always win the war? Isn't that interesting? It's only the good guys that ever win wars. Isn't that great? That's so nice. That's so great to hear.
4: (laughs) Oh, one thing that's interesting about this, and then I'll shut up, and you can do your reading, Ty, if you want
8: to. Okay.
4: I I just found out yesterday that my sister-in-law cannot send a package to her parents in Russia for Christmas, because of the sanctions, she literally couldn't send them like, I don't know, you know, a new coat from Nordstrom Rack or whatever she wanted to do because of sanctions. So there you go. And I think it's for them to travel there, which would be really difficult. So there are these active sanctions right now. We can't even send like a box of candy or something to our friends in Russia.
3: All
8: right. So ridiculous. So, Take it away. You can... All right. Let's see. I'm doing uh, one more cut of this. I'm really for... looking
0: forward to the, to the um, July 4th, 1776 reading, if you want to. Or, or if you mm-hmm. think another astrological sign needs um, so wor- some words of wisdom, I'm down with that, too.
8: Um, I'm assuming Leo, I'm going to do Leo. I'm holding for Leo right now because I assume that's Leo, so I'm just going to do Leo. Um, I, what did I do earlier? I did um, – we did Gemini's earlier, which was chaos, but they're doing, a lot of songs are doing better than other signs. Some are mostly, mostly it's destruction for people, but it depends on how they're handling it. So it's really about how they handle it. So let's see what we got for Leo's.
0: Okay. And Leo is, hold on. Leo is what? Uh, so July, that was my grandma. Um, yeah. July 23rd to August 22nd.
3: Hmm.
8: Yeah.
0: That's me too. Oh, it's just you, um,
8: okay. And, in are you sense, and you, your Are you Gemini? Are you Gemini, Daniel? No, so
0: Aries. You're June,
8: aren't you? Aries,
0: April. You're Aries.
8: That's right. We did Aries. That's right. You're Aries. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember. Aries is going through a lot. Uh, us fire signs are they're like, let's just destroy you for a minute. Uh, <laughs> Leo's the third. Leo's the third fire sign. This is the not the cardinal. Really trying to rein
0: that in, guy. I'm really trying to rein that in. So, I, I'm really trying to
8: no, you're. The, I mean, you're an evolved Aries, which is which is easy. You know, I mean, they're easier because it's like you, you guys get angry, but you're you're calculated angry. You're not just like, like you know, <laughs>
3: that's,
8: that's sort of that's more a yeah. of realm of, Le, of Leo. we Leo. doing now. Leo's the lion. And for so. yeah, oh, and you're my the lion. So. so that's a,
4: that's kind of you. But also, but also,
8: but also, so as Aries, you're the, you're the you're the you're the beginning of the zodiac. Aries is the beginning of the zodiac, so that's why. And Pisces is the end. So that's why it was interesting to do Aries the other day because I wanted to see how you guys were doing in this Capricorn energy, which is Earth. So we're used to yep. be able to just burn our way through, and now we can't just burn our way through. We have to go – it's a slow burn. The pace has changed because Earth is very stable, but, but Aquarius is air. So that's all movement. It's all wind. But it can go at different paces, so everybody's having to move, but they're not used to moving. That's the weird part. So
0: Just a fun note. My daughter is, is actually like um, my um, – I think she's called a Cap Aquarius. So
8: it's like right mm. on the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And now mind you, there's also moon signs and rising signs and like, like yep. that does play a part. Um, but uh, the sun sign is the main one we go off of. That's like the main thing you were born under. So.
3: Mm-hmm. But, all these
8: other, but all these other things have they, – they play a part. Like if you, if, you get, if you delve deep enough into it, like as we all say to yeah. do this, it's, um, astrology is not a belief. It's a language. It's a language you yeah. learn how to speak. Yeah. And our, like and my it's moon very, it's is It's very bad. different. Yeah, my moon is... Oh, that's terrible. why we get a lot... Wow, you're double fire? Jesus. Me okay. <laughs> <Okay. You> too. <laughs> yeah. You're double fire, Wow. 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 See, that explains a lot for you guys. Anyway, uh, no, I'm... I'm, I'm well, you also have a contrary, or you have a... What is that? Yeah, contrary um, uh, sign. A sign that contrasts you that, you, that, is, that is your exact opposite sign. Um, and mine is Gemini. Um, it also happens to be my moon, so I am my own counterpart. So. Isn't
0: Gemini like two signs?
8: What? Isn't
0: Don't Gemini it, well, like two, two signs,
8: though? In a way, it's it's Gemini. They're 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 one they're one person with two different. They live in two parallel worlds simultaneously. Does that make sense?
3: Ah, uh, yeah. So they live yeah.
8: yeah, that's what they mean. So they they're one person but they live two lives at the same time. So Okay. Sorry. That's, that's the twins. Go ahead. No, you're good. That's the twins. Um, okay, here's what I pulled. Uh, this is for Leo supposedly. If this is ring true, we don't know. I'm just I'm just going with what we feel here, so All right. Mm-hmm. First one I pulled is the magician in reverse. Oh, okay. So this is the current, <laughs> current energy. Current like that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. That's all about manifestation, fun stuff. Hold on. Let me Let me get to it. Um this is a new deck, too. I, have, I have many decks. There's many different decks used for different reasons, different energies, have different, you know, uh, things like that. So um, <laughs> um, sh- it's depicted as judging as tools. Each tool represents the four elements. Cups is water and emotions. Pentacles or coins is earth. Practicality, uh, like gold, things like that. Swords is for the air, as elements. Uh, representing intelligence and strength. Um, and the rod is usually fire, uh, which is... Uh, Yeah, the movement, all that kind of things, the action. Uh, Since he has it in reverse, this is the current energy of, I suppose, the United States. Caution is needed now. In the real life, the Magus could show himself as a confidence trickster. So, yeah, it's confidence in reverse. (laughs) So normally it would be like, you know, be resolved through great, you know, harnessing of positive energy, flexibility, self-control. This is the exact opposite of that. it's just being mm-hmm. reckless, crazy, brazen, right in your face. And we've never really experienced anything like that before, not, not, I don't, not to this extent. Um, yeah, I mean, the United States is just openly threatening people. It's openly disempowering other people. It's playing with the emotions and heartstrings of people right in front of them openly saying that growing your own food is what? What does it say? It's leaving a carbon footprint that should be destroyed. (laughs) Let's not feed the homeless, but feed migrants. Let's challenge a nuclear foreign country. Like, they're just brazen, just absolutely brazen, which means that they're getting desperate, which means they're losing. That's what that means. Because they wouldn't be like this if they were winning. They just wouldn't. You know what I mean? Mm
3: hmm
8: It shows desperation. It shows desperation from their position. Um, I want to see where they're – let's see. The situation crossing is – what is this? Ten of swords. Ooh. If so you need swords, that's complications. Swords are always complications. That means there's, some, there's a challenge or something they need to overcome, which I doubt they're, I doubt they're going to do. Um, and it's sideways. So we usually do that sideways because there's two ways they can go. So ten of swords is a negative situation has occurred. We can either accept what cannot be changed and the worst is over, or we just go into that setback and accept and you know and just that loss perpetuates further and, further and further and further What it is is that Ukraine is not something we're gonna be able to maintain and I don't think we're gonna be able to maintain Taiwan either or Israel. I think I think these, these little mini things these little mini proxy wars we're doing, these aren't gonna hold. Or Republic of Congo. You know how we you know how we try to do the proxy state thing with the Republic of Congo? Where we own every single dictator in Ghana and, and you know what I mean? And and Zimbabwe, like we just We circle them in. We can't do that anymore. The government, we can't sustain it. If our economy is collapsing, oh, by the way, China's is too. China's is, China's, one of the biggest uh, firms in China filed for bankruptcy, and they have so much land and so many properties that are completely vacant. Can't do anything with them. You can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, their economy doesn't, because they don't have a consumer economy. They have a producer economy. So their mm. so their populace isn't buying anything. So they're not you know, they're a paper tiger. They're 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 fronting as if they have a lot going on. They don't. They really don't. Which is why they're going to join Russia, especially because we have to have to be back to Taiwan against their wishes. They're like, oh, you're going to take you're going to back Taiwan. I guess we're joining Russia then. Like you see the thing, we're <laughs> instigating each other. Everybody's ego is really in the mix now, and everybody's like, well, if you can't do it, I'm gonna. It's like Mean Girls. Um... Well, they got <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. No, You guys no, no. ever watch Mean Girls? Where she's like, you know, you know, you know, you. My favorite line from Mean Girls is, "You know, you're really pretty." She's like, "Thank you." And she's like, "Oh, you agree? You think you're really pretty?" It's that. It's that kind of catty nonsense bullshit. So catty. I can't stand that. I hate it. Oh, why are you like that? This is just like low hanging fruit. Um, let's <laughs> see. What, let's see what we got coming up. First, uh, okay. Let's yeah. see what the foundations out of it. The foundation. The <laughs> Oh, the aliens will come. Yep, mm-hmm, by, uh, by April. Wet
4: weather, weather,
8: well, anomalies. Uh, yeah, alien disclosure will happen this year. Apparently, um, I don't know you guys know, know what's her name, Vanga Baba, whatever her name is. This old, she's this old Chechenian woman who's blind. Oh, yeah. and so she predicted uh, not only were there going to be aliens this year, but uh, there would be the attempted assassination on Vladimir Putin, by the way. Anywho, uh, she said okay. that she died in 1994, just so you know that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> just so you understand. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. and the what do we got? The foundations. We got justice. Ooh, ooh, girl. Okay. Let's see. This is the foundational thing of what of what or what is the foundation of what the United States is trying to do. Let's see. Justice dealings with authority figures. Members of council or legal matters pending. Yeah, it's going be successful, fair, equity, virtue, honor, just rewards. Yeah. I think it will because the American populace isn't tolerating it anymore. There's so many people that are fed up. They're just so fed up with it now. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's impressive. I mean, they might be. it's possible that they're doing it for the wrong reasons, but they are doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they got there, didn't they? uh you know, I think we used to say it all the time. As like researchers here. We'd be like, well, they got there. So like <laughs> it didn't matter what, what the Confucius say. It doesn't matter how slow you go, so long as you don't stop. It's one of those things. Like, they got her. It, it, they made it. So Everyone in their own time. Um, what do we got mm-hmm. here? Uh, so the foundations, it looks like – yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're doing crazy stuff, but because Pluto's here and we got all this new moon, so it's going to be shaking stuff up. And so we will get justice. So there are things that are – that have been hidden, that are coming out. Because that's, that's the function of Pluto cyclically, is to come out and just go, oh, no, you're going, this is done, you're hiding that now, nope, we're getting that out. It just pulls out all those skeletons and go, cleans off all the cobwebs. It's exactly its function. That's, that's, and everybody's surprised by it every time. Uh, oh, my God, we didn't realize Pluto, the planet, was going to come back as it does every <laughs> – it's only a celestial entity that's been here since the beginning of time. Ta- um, like, it's funny to me. I just think it's funny that people are surprised by it. Uh, six rods – in reverse, defeat, shattered, hopes, lost. Ha-ha. See? See, this is what we're talking about. If you get too cocky, those things get too mm-hmm. cocky. This is the problem. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's the present situation. The present situation is that. So we have justice in the future, but at the moment we got six of rods in reverse, and that's just us being cocky. We're just being way too cocky right now. We're like, that's why we're, like, blaming other people and not being, I'm just like, oh, we just do whatever we want because we, we're used to doing that. We're the United States. We just get to do that. We just get to. Well, yeah. I'm like, different um. U.S. from
4: the military-industrial complex, and there's just so many different facets of what we're calling America right now,
8: mm-hmm.
4: the, the government that we see, the shadow government.
8: Yeah. You know, corporations, American the black people. market, the regular market. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So
4: <laughs> Yeah, you're hard to do a reading for such complex. It things.
8: is, it is. And that's see. why it's like you kinda of like channel you just channel the inner spirit of what you are as an American. I'm like if I was an American, this is how I'd read it. Um mm. right now in the, let's see for five you have And five's placement is um how we appear to the outside world. For that we got the Page of Pentacles, which is Insecurity, lack of self-confidence, disappointing financial news—that <laughs> is, is how we appear to the outside world. We appear to be collapsing. Everyone thinks there's a nuclear war is coming, and civil war. Except for people in Paris that are already having that. By the way, Paris is basically on fire. Like they've already—they're throwing rocks through the the embassy building and the parliament. Like Paris, they've, they've surrounded it with tractors and trailers. Like Paris is going through like a literal revolution. The United States is like. What? We, don't, we know what you're talking about. Anyway, did you know which fruit cup can help you lose weight? Like, we're really trying to ignore that. We're really going out of our way for it. We really are. They're going out of their way to ignore that shit. They're like, that didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Who? I don't, is that a rapper? I don't know who that is. Never heard of her. France? Never heard of that person. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Really funny. Anyway, uh, you'll hear about it soon, though. Can't hide it forever. Uh, let's see what we got for six. Let's see, uh, near future trends. Near future trends, we got 10 of cups. So it sounds kind of, kind of promising, kind of being the key word. Um, harmony, spiritual love, close friends, ability to give and receive love, happiness, support. So these are future trends, which seems to be what we're doing, because they, they haven't really gotten us to turn on each other as much as they wanted. They thought that maybe the left would turn more on us during the Texas thing, but most people are actually supporting Texas, so they're like, hmm, that might have been a mistake. Um,
0: yeah,
8: they,
0: yeah, they missed that. Yeah they, they they, they really, they really did, yeah, they really did think we were going to turn on, on each other during a lot of things, like COVID for yeah, sure. Yep, 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 yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Think, well, you, sorry. Know what it, you know what it
8: is? You know what it is is that I think that they, over, they overdid their hand there because they, cause they did the same thing to Texas as they're doing to these other states. Like if they had just done it to Texas alone, everyone would be like, well, what's your problem? But because everyone's experiencing the same problem, they're like, oh, I see. Like Arizona's like no we have it too. Uh, <laughs> everybody has it. They're like this is a problem. This is becoming a problem. So yeah. it's That's you know good, like when you don't... over they over they overwent they overstepped their bounds there. So
0: Kate, okay, did you want to add something real quick?
8: Yeah, go for it.
4: Oh, I'm just thinking of that. Then I know on on Facebook, who's an actor and a model. He's like 70 years old and a really hardcore liberal. And him posting the violent maggots in Texas, you know, they're just such terrible people. I I do think there is animosity, but it's just from people who don't, who are not going to go and, you know, start problems. They're just in their house cursing at the people defending the border.
3: (laughs) Wearing
0: belt in a a mask.
8: Well, yeah. that's, the, that's what they call the, the the armchair, the armchair idealists, the the academics, and the, or the intellectuals, the armchair intellectuals. I remember Noam Chomsky even doing this, uh, even talking about this. The gatekeeper Noam Chomsky was even like, "They're intellectuals. The intellectuals are the are sometimes the most harmful people because they're the people with the least responsibility. They can formulate opinions, they can do all these things, and then they have. And then when the situation turns, they can just turn on a dime to whatever the current. They just follow the current trends. They don't have to do anything. They're not, you know what I mean? They just say whatever's popular at the moment, and then." Fomented and then move on. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they're not held accountable for anything. Intellectuals become very dangerous no. for that reason. Yep. Well, which explains a lot well, because the seventh,
4: call them the seventh the seventh <laughs> card is um,
8: the Ten of Pentacles, so that's why that would make sense. Oh yeah. What's that? This one is. So what does
4: that card symbolize? I mean, which what position is it
8: in? This is okay. So we have Seven of the Pentacles. This is the Inquirer's subconscious, and it is. And it's in reverse, which is ironic because if it's, the, it's the Ten of Pentacles, which is trouble with property and inheritance. That's, how you're feel, that's what the United States is feeling inside. They're losing ground. They're losing their inheritance. They're losing property. They're losing the support of the public. They're losing the money of the public. Their economy in the shit. They're losing – I mean they're losing all of it. They're losing it. It's, it's – it's, we explain why why there's bunkers being made, like to hide from us, because they can't, because they, they don't want to be in public. They don't want to be in public when this stuff goes down. You don't want to be the people, all the money that caused this. Are just like, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Um, that was the theme of that was the theme of Jekyll and Hyde. You guys saw the musical Jekyll and Hyde. That's one of my favorite musicals. Where all the rich people are like in the middle of this. Like, I mean, Hyde is running around murdering people at will. All these all the you know aristocrats and. um, and, and these people are walking around, chilling, doing their thing, and he encounters one of them. You know, you really should wear your diamonds on the streets. You never know who you may encounter. And he strangles her with her own pearls. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you know, like, they do they want to be caught in public once this stuff goes down because who do you think we're going to go for? The poor people? They must be crazy. Um, that's not happening. We're going right for you. We're coming right, that's why they don't live with us either, as Black Lives Matter discovered. Um, that's why it makes no sense that they're talking about January 6th. They're talking about January 6th as this sort of thing. Meanwhile, two months before that, you, had a, you, you were LARPing when you burned down half of Seattle and named it Chaz. That's a literal insurrection. Literal. Not metaphorical. Literal. <laughs> you literally caused an insurrection. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> These are the same people, the same people. You, When you guys went to the Capitol to legally protest, that was an insurrection. No, you burning down Seattle because you don't like white people is an insurrection. Do you understand? There we go. Thank you. Um, now we understand what that term means. It's just people's level of <laughs> idiocy doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, okay. Um, lovers in reverse is interesting. This is interesting for number eight. This is about this is friendships, relationships, jealousy. So we got lovers in reverse. Mm, What's wrong? Do you lose all your friends, United States? Huh?
0: Would that be a double reverse then? Because we're in like Gatorade or something.
8: No, no, no. It's it's because uh, the lovers could mean things coming, or it's just relationships in general. This is just like about a because it doesn't always have to necessarily mean like love is in French or like love is in love, love. It could be like friendship, love. There's different kinds of love. So this is just about the United States relationship. So it's, the fact that it's in reverse, um, separation, divorce, destructive, um, due mm. to jealousy, possessiveness, losing power, protection, um, lustful hedonism, you know, <laughs> doomed, that kind of thing. So. And because, we, you know, the United States foments all of those things, we, we, we focus on that. We, remember, we, we all know what the seven deadly sins are, but, not, but, her, but hardly two people I know can list all seven virtues because they don't know there are seven virtues because we don't highlight it. We highlight the seven sins. That's what mm-hmm. happens. That's exactly what happens. So <laughs> they are there though. They're right there. There's completely – everything is a counter. Everything is an antithesis. So you can – I mean you can, you can harm things with sound. You can cure it with sound. You can harm with water. You can cure with water. You can – I mean – Everything has a dual function. It's just only one of those is highlighted. That's why you guys, when you guys say there's, good, like there's not much good news, like it probably is, but it's just not reported. So we have to go out of our way to find it. Because there is good news all the time. It's just not highlighted. It's just not. But it's there all the time. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. So, but you know, what, you know what good news doesn't do? Make money or give control. Okay, so let's see what we get. That's what they want. It's control and money. So if it doesn't do that, they're not interested. I mean, they don't make money if we go, you know what? Everyone's getting along, and nobody actually hates each other. Well, then how are they going to make money off that? It's like, it's like when people go, why, why did the FBI solve this crime? I'm like, because if they solved it, they wouldn't have a job. That's their job is to – so they have to create it in order for them to have a function. Otherwise, they wouldn't <laughs> – that's why you're not supposed to have an FBI <laughs> in the first place. But that we'll save that for another time. Um, we got two more cards. We had, yeah, two more cards, and then we'll have a clarification. The ninth one, this is the ninth – it's usually a nine-card – or ten-card spread. This ninth card describes the inquirer's hopes and fears about the present situation, which is the tower. Now, when you guys hear the tower, most people are like, ah, That's, that, that just means a, a, an abrupt change or something you, needed, something you need to pay attention to um, when you cause a tower moment for somebody. So it means that the tower is falling. That's what that means. But it's a tower not reversed but in upright. So let's see how – because, I mean, the, the United States is doing it to itself. This is what I mean. Like not, as you can tell, this is nobody's nobody's doing anything to us. We're causing that, and we'll and refuse to back down. So, a large stone monument. Um, yeah, this is what it's. It's a it's a shakeup, uh, disruptive influences, misunderstanding, severing of ties, uh, bankruptcies. Yep, that's due to the lovers. This form of this lovers you got in reverse, um, and the ten of pentacles. Pentacles representing money in reverse. Yeah, so we're we're. Giving our money and attention to the wrong things, and that's going to form, and that's going to eventually create a tower moment where the tower comes crashing down. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, it has to. It's long overdue, actually. We've been fomenting this for as, as, we, as the thing used to be called, what? The project for the New American century. So it was a century of this, a century. That's a long time. That's a lot of karma. Against lots of generations of people, so <laughs> don't think we're, this is not going to be like some sort of oh it fell, oops there goes another rubber. No, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. So people need to be you need to buckle up. It's going to be it's going to be intense. So that's why that's why they want us to go with compassion. We're going to have to really really focus on it because the temptation to turn on each other is going to be it's right there. They're really, they're counting on us to do that. They're because if they if we do that that gives them away. You see what I'm saying? They can still, they can still mitigate chaos because they, they thrive in it. So they still want to mitigate that in some way. That's also why it's important that we don't necessarily threaten the people in charge, as a lot of people like to do. Haven't um, we, we talked about this a long time? Like You, don't, you always leave your enemy out. Never back them into a corner because that's when they start sacrificing people. They'll just throw innocent people to the slaughter because they know you'll save those people and they'll get you out of the way. So we have to be very cautious about how we speak up for people that are disenfranchised or can't defend themselves because the migrants can't defend themselves. So they will sacrifice those people first and then blame us for their sacrifice. So we have to be very cautious with these people. Don't play with them. Seriously, don't play with them. They're not here to play. They're really not. They're they're psychopaths. They are 140 steps ahead at all times. So uh, Nine of Cups, this last one, is – The final outcome, um, which we have, it's it's forward, it's not reversed. Fulfillment of wishes, happiness may be temporary, Um, which to me reads as it's the little things. It's going to be the little things that add up to the big changes. Um, We're not going to see, like, a massive, you know, turnaround of just like, now everything's fine and, you know. It's it, you know we have that movie mentality where everything just like you defeated the dark crystal and now the sun comes out like it's not like that it's gonna be it's a slow it's a slow transition back to back to but these little things like this that we do where we don't you know where we get to the truth or we care about each other and we 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 do the opposite of fomenting hatred and rage and all that like that's gonna that's gonna matter people will remember that in time they'll remember when you didn't turn on them when you could have you know what I mean. And those positions, those are the things you're going to remember. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Let's see what the clarification card says. Five of Rods. This is just a clarifying card, but that's basically what it is. That's what this clarifying card is. Five of Rods. Relief calm after calm. Okay, I, okay that gives me some hope. That gives me some hope. Okay. Um, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be all right. I think it will, but there is going to be some struggle. and struggle. We're going to have a tower moment. The U.S. is going to have to break a lot of illusions. Um, we're going to be challenged to do that. That's, that's our big challenge is to break a lot of those illusions. And, and mostly it's going to be with ourselves. It's not like a, we have to destroy the – it's not about the outside world. We don't need to change the outside world. We need to change us. And by changing us, we will change the world. We're changing ourselves. You know what I mean? That's why Aquarius is more of a focus on mental, uh, mental stability and, and relationships, as opposed to trying to fix government because we can't do that because they're, they already lead the charge on that. You know what I mean? They, they, they've already they've mastered what government and management is. They've already done that, so we're not going to get a foothold on them after you know three centuries of them. That's not going to happen. But they can't control people very well, as you've noticed. They're not very good at doing that. <laughs> They usually, have to, they usually have to do it by force, threat, blackmail, coercion, duress, which is not consent. So they're not very good at doing that. So if we focus on how to do that correctly, they've pretty much, you know what I mean, like if, you cre- if we create 10,000 independent people, it'll be harder for them to manipulate 10 million independent, or people, 10 million dependent people who aren't critical thinkers, you know what I mean? So the more people you teach to think, the harder it is. So. That's, that would be it. That would, that's the main goal. So that's what I got for the United States as a Leo, but that was just Leos in general, but that's definitely United States. Like, that's a United States reading if I've ever heard one. You know, just pride and arrogance and, you know, completely narcissistic traits where everyone around them, their team, only, they're only acknowledged when they serve a function. So they only acknowledge blacks when they need them to foment – Things against white people. They only acknowledge gays when they want to corrupt people's sexuality. You know, You only, only acknowledge women when they want to get rid of children. Like they only, they only they don't care about any of these groups at all. They just utilize them when they need to and then toss them aside. That's 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 how they work. God, if we understand brilliant. that? If, you know what I mean? Like that? That's how they work. It'll be very hard for them to turn on each other, us to turn on each other if we understand that they're not on anyone's team. They're not working with anyone. They're not even working with each other. They don't like each other. It's really important that people understand that they don't like each other. They don't. <laughs> they want complete dominion, even over other families that they're working with currently. They're not at, you know, they're always at war, always. So that's, what, that's, why they, that's why they always undo themselves because they're constantly fighting, constantly low vibrational, constantly at war. They don't understand harmony. They don't understand, they don't even have any talents. They have no abilities. That's why they try to damage men by getting them to join sports leagues. And they want all those strong athletic men out of the way, danger. So I mean, they're too weak and frail to challenge them physically. They can't. Can't do that. They don't have any artistic ability. They don't have anything. <laughs> all they have is manipulation and deceit. That's all they have. They're weak and sad and low vibrational. They're easy to destroy. Easy. But we just don't realize our power. We haven't we've forgotten who we are. That's why I say remember, remember, re-me- member, membering. Mem- it's all these wordplay things they do they, they, They're leviathans That's what they use They use word magic So that's also why they use euphemism That's why I feel like When Kate says she gets offended by Because the way these people speak They speak in euphemism The death of language mm-hmm. That's how they talk I mean they just say things They just distort and rape language in this way Like let's roll out the army It'll Roll out of things that are not round Pay attention Pay attention when they do stuff <laughs> 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 they, they just distort things in that way Pretty words for bad things That's what euphemism is Pretty word. What, are they, uh, what is it? Nice. Uh, uh, co- co- collateral damage. Collateral damage. You mean mm. murder oh, of innocent yeah. civilians? Yeah. That's why they do that. Because otherwise it might make them seem like, what, a wild asshole? Yeah. That's, that's why people do that. Catch when people do that. Catch it. Because they'll do that to, like, support their own bullshit when they know it's wrong. They know it is. That's why they're disguising the language they use to say it. That's exactly why. So... It's really funny. Um, anyway, so that's my reading. Hope that worked out. Uh...
0: Uh, God, I love you so much, <laughs> I really, I love you. <laughs> Um I'm glad that helped. Sorry, I'm eating an olive. Um, all right. So I would like either for you to do another reading um, on Kate or on me. Or I will replay the story of our enslavement. Hmm, I
4: don't know. What do you want? No, it's up a... to Yeah, you well. What is the story of our enslavement? What? You've never heard of this? We play this all the time. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: You should play that. Okay. Right. It's good time. All right. I'm yeah, going to
0: play yeah, the first half yeah. at
3: least. Okay.
0: All right, all right, here we go. Three, two, one.
2: This is the story of your enslavement. How it came to be and how you can finally be free. Like all animals, human beings want to dominate and exploit the resources around them. At first, we mostly hunted and fished and ate off the land, but then something magical and terrible happened to our minds. We became, alone among the animals, afraid of death and of future loss. And this was the start of a great tragedy and an even greater possibility. You see, when we become afraid of death, of injury and imprisonment, we become controllable and so valuable, in a way that no other resource could ever be. The greatest resource for any human being to control is not natural resources or tools or animals or land, but other human beings. You can frighten an animal because animals are afraid of pain in the moment, but you cannot frighten an animal with a loss of liberty, with torture or imprisonment in the future, because animals have very little sense of tomorrow. You cannot threaten a cow with torture or a sheep with death. You cannot swing a sword at a tree and scream at it to produce more fruit or hold a burning torch to a field and demand more wheat. You cannot get more eggs by threatening a hen, but you can get a man to give you his eggs by threatening him. This human farming has been the most profitable and destructive occupation throughout history, and it is now reaching its destructive climax. Human society cannot be rationally understood until it is seen for what it is, a series of farms where human farmers own human livestock. Some people get confused, because governments provide health care and water and education and roads, and thus imagine that there is some benevolence at work. Nothing could be further from the reality Farmers provide health care and irrigation and training to their livestock. Some people get confused because we are allowed certain liberties and thus imagine that our governments protect our freedoms. But farmers plant their crops a certain distance apart to increase their yields and will allow certain animals larger stalls or fields if it means they will produce more meat and milk. In your country, your tax farm, your farmer grants you certain freedoms, not because he cares about your liberties, but because he wants to increase his profits. Are you beginning to see the nature of the cage you were born into? There have been four major phases of human farming. The first phase in ancient Egypt was direct and brutal human compulsion. Human bodies were controls, but the creative productivity of the human mind remained beyond the reach of the whip and the brand and the shackles. Slaves remained woefully underproductive and required enormous resources to control. The second phase was the Roman model wherein slaves were granted some capacity for freedom, ingenuity, and creativity, which raised their productivity. This increased the wealth of Rome, and thus the tax income of the Roman government, and with this additional wealth Rome became an empire, destroying the economic freedoms that fed its power and collapsed. I'm sure that this does not seem entirely unfamiliar. After the collapse of Rome, the feudal model introduced the concept of livestock ownership and taxation. Instead of being directly owned, peasants farmed land that they could retain as long as they paid off the local warlords. This model eventually broke down due to the continual subdivision of productive land and was destroyed during the enclosure movement when land was consolidated and hundreds of thousands of peasants were kicked off their ancestral lands because new farming techniques made larger farms more productive with fewer people. The increased productivity of the later Middle Ages created the excess food required for the expansion of towns and cities, which in turn gave rise to the modern democratic model of human ownership. As displaced peasants flooded into the cities, a huge stock of cheap human capital became available to the rising industrialists and the ruling class of human farmers quickly realized that they could make more money by letting their livestock choose their own occupations. Under the democratic model, direct slave ownership has been replaced by the mafia model. The mafia rarely owns businesses directly, but rather sends thugs around once a month to steal from the business owners. you are now allowed to choose your own occupation, which raises your productivity, and thus the taxes you can pay to your masters.
0: Okay, so that's the first half. Any thoughts?
4: It was interesting that they mentioned the mafia model, because that's exactly what I was thinking about. I had family... Um, my ancestors I guess like grandparents and grandparents w- lived in the Bronx and had a candy store and they had to pay protection money to the mafia and that's exactly what was coming to my mind before he said that mm-hmm. very interesting
8: yeah
0: Ty in and yeah. you've heard this a million times
8: anything to add <laughs> Um, though well, it's just good that she that you caught that, um, because that's what that's what we've been referring to them all. I remember hearing this a long time ago, we were first in the rabbit hole like we stopped, we stopped calling them the uh, – that's where the word cabal is. That's why we call them that, instead of the elite, because the elite is, is from, a, it's from an old Sumerian, word, the, the enlightened ones. It's a name they gave themselves. So we never call them that. We call them the cabal, um, or the cabal meaning a shadow mob. That's what they are. They're a mafia. They're a shadow mob. They operate in the shadows. Yes. That's exactly what they are. They're a mob. So, and it's important, and, and that's why they support democracy, which is mob rule. That is exactly what that word means, literally. So when they say it's a threat to democracy, they mean that. Their way of living. Their way. Not ours. Their way. America has never been – America is not a democracy and never has been for any reason. America is a constitutional, mercantile republic that has become a corporate oligarchy. There is no democracy. Democracy is mob rule. We don't do that. We, work a, we have a constitutional, mercantile republic. That's what it was founded as. That was the creation of it, and they're working against that documentation on purpose as the United States corporation, which is a mob, as opposed to, you, to the de the the, the, the jure United States of America. So they're the United States all-capital corporation. So that's important. When we mm-hmm. talk about the government, what we mean is the, the, the corporation calling itself the United States that is masquerading as your government. It is pretending mm-hmm. to be your government, de facto government. So – Which means none of their courts are true. The people that are like Nancy Pelosi, all those people, they're actors. They're pretending to be those roles. They're not in those roles. They're not in those roles factually. Not legally. They're pretending to be in those roles. So it's just about how we challenge them. It's just that most people don't even know about that or how to do so. You know what I mean? It it takes a lot of diligence and study to even learn what that system and process is, let alone how to challenge it correctly. Because they're on your ass the moment you know about it. So. It's why they've hidden it in plain sight for so long. And those people are like, oh, we don't have the time or patience to deal with that. And they're counting on it. They're counting on convenience and laziness. And you know what I mean? Like they're they're utilizing our own abilities against us. So We have plenty of abilities. They're just not. They're just. They know how to channel our desires and fears in the correct mode. So if we if we get a hold of that ourselves, it'll be harder for them to do. And that's, that's what he's saying. He's saying it's, a, it's a mind thing. That's more powerful than everything else. That's why we don't want a revolution. We want a reformation of minds, a reformation of character, because then, they, can't even, then we, they lose the ability to even do it. They can only do it if we willingly give up our – we have to abdicate our sovereignty. They can't take it. I mean they don't give us rights. They don't grant us anything. We're abdicating it to them. We're giving them permission. We ha- they can't do it without consent. They can't. They can't rule you without consent. Slavery requires consent. It just does. I, I know people don't like that, but it is true. It's just the reality. Mass slavery requires consent. And the moment you remove consent, it's gone. The moment you, don't, you cease to contract with these people because that's what they want, they want you to contract with them. The moment you cease contracting and contract independently from them, that's when you're the danger. That's the only time. That's the only time they cease to be relevant. So, Doesn't that, that,
4: doesn't that do away with their karmic debt? is if- people the other person's consenting isn't that where the consent comes in
8: if you're well, right that's listener. all they have to tell us yeah yes exactly they have to tell you but here's the thing here's the thing their comical, their karma will still come because they don't tell you everything they omit things yeah because mm-hmm. if they don't if, if they if they if they omit certain if they omit certain details which prevent you from making an informed decision that's fraud that is textbook fraud. It is fraud factually. They know it is. And mm-hmm. fraud, has no, fraud has no statute of limitations, none. You can get them 10 years from now. You can get them 10 minutes from now. They can't do it. They know they can't do it. <laughs> that's not how the karmic rules of laws work. Everybody has to go by the same karmic laws. They can't fraudulate you on purpose. They can't do that. So that's, that's the thing. They have to be upfront right. about you about everything from the very beginning. They have to do it. But they don't do that, so therefore they are liable for it. So that's, They'll get it one way or the other. So.
0: For sure. Here comes no, the last if two No, go
4: if ahead. Kate. Sorry. If they're revealing aspects of it as soft disclosure in the guise of entertainment, that's not really informed consent. consent. Nope.
0: Consent, sorry. I can't speak. At but this they point. think that they are. They think that they are. All right, here yeah. we go. Last six minutes of this. Here we go. Three, two, one.
1: Value this time in your life, kids. Because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. Your twenties are a blur. Thirties, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my twenties? Forties, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud. One of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. Fifties, you have a minor surgery. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. Sixties, you'll have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. Seventies, you and the wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. You start eating dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you have lunch around 10, breakfast the night before, you spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call, how come the kids don't call? the 80s, you'll have a major stroke. You end up battling with some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but who you call mama. Any questions?
2: Your few freedoms are preserved because they are profitable to your owners. The great challenge of the democratic model is that increases in wealth and freedom threaten the farmers. The ruling classes initially profit from a relatively free market in capital and labor, but as their livestock become more used to their freedoms and to growing wealth, they begin to question why they need rulers at all. Ah well, nobody ever said that human farming was easy. Keeping the tax livestock securely in the compounds of the ruling classes is a three-phase process. The first is to indoctrinate the young through government, quote, education. As the wealth of democratic countries grew, government schools were universally inflicted in order to control the thoughts and souls of the livestock. The second phase is to turn citizens against each other through the creation of dependent livestock. It is very difficult to rule human beings directly through force and where it can be achieved it remains cripplingly underproductive as can be seen in North Korea. Human beings do not breed well or produce efficiently in direct captivity. Ah, but if human beings believe that they are free, then they will produce much more for their farmers. The best way to maintain this illusion of freedom is to put some of the livestock on the payroll of the farmer. Those cows that become dependent on the existing hierarchy will then attack any other cows who point out the violence, hypocrisy and immorality of human ownership.
6: Officers positioned Grant face first on the floor with one officer near his head, a second near his back, and a third officer standing nearby. There appeared to be a brief struggle. Then, a two-year veteran BART officer stands, draws his weapon, and fires.
2: Freedom is slavery, and slavery is freedom. If you can get the cows to attack each other whenever anybody brings up the reality of their situation, then you don't have to spend nearly as much controlling them directly. Those cows who become dependent upon the stolen largesse of the farmer will violently oppose any questioning of the virtue of human ownership, and the intellectual and artistic classes, always and forever dependent upon the farmers, will say to anyone who demands freedom from ownership, you will harm your fellow Cows. The livestock are thus kept enclosed by shifting the moral responsibility for the destructiveness of a violent system to those who demand real freedom. The very third phase is to invent continual external threats so that the frightened livestock cling to the protection of the farmers. This system of human farming is now nearing its end. The terrible tragedies of modern Western economic systems have occurred not in spite of, but because of past economic freedoms. The massive increases in Western wealth throughout the 19th century resulted from economic freedoms. And it was this very increase in wealth that fed the size and power of the state. Whenever the livestock become exponentially more productive, you get a corresponding increase in the number of farmers and their dependents. The growth of the state is always proportional to the preceding economic freedoms. Economic freedoms create wealth and the wealth attracts more thieves and political parasites, whose greed then destroys the economic freedoms. In other words, freedom metastasizes the cancer of the state. The government that starts off the smallest will always end up the largest. This is why there can be no viable and sustainable alternative to a truly free and peaceful society. A society without political rulers, without human ownership, without the violence of taxation and statism. To be truly free is both very easy and very hard. We avoid the horror of our enslavement because it is so painful to see it directly. We dance around the endless violence of our dying system because we fear the attacks of our fellow livestock. But we can only be kept in the cages, we refuse to see. Wake up. To see the farm is to leave it. Okay,
3: <clears throat>
0: Kate. Since you've not heard this before, I'm going to give you the first, um, the first word, first thoughts.
4: Wow, I feel like I need to listen to that a couple more times. But, yeah, to see the farm is to escape it. I love that. That's going to stick with me. We do have to be aware of exploitation and how people are objectified and really not even treated as humans in the system.
0: You're not. That is... That I think is the um, the most important point is that we are livestock, mm-hmm. and you know, and we have human rulers.
4: It seems like now they're just sick of us. That's what I was thinking while I was thinking. I while I was listening to it, it occurred to me like, are they just kind of done us now? Is that what these vaccines are about? And these weather anomalies and wars, are they just trying to make us into a manageable number of livestock, to automate a lot of what people do? It feels like they think that we're just kind of old news. Like they just want to reduce the surplus population, to quote Scrooge.
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, so that's why they support AIs, because then they can replace us with things that will do the work, obedient workers, which is what they want. It's not that they have this now. They've always hated us. They've had, they've had always, since the beginning, you can tell by their treatment and the rules and why they've done this to us in the first place, open contempt and disdain. Open. And always have. Always. Since the very beginning. So we're a means to an end for them. Nothing else. I mean, They have no feelings for us. They don't care at all. Because not that they hate us, they don't care. They're completely apathetic to our existence because they're narcissists. That's how that works. We only serve a function, and when we don't serve that function, we are irrelevant in their universe. They are the main story. They are the main character. We're just side characters in their little narrative. So that's how delusions work with people, unfortunately. That's just sad for them. The the best part about that is him addressing the the main main factor of, of the people that were the most suppressed and the most taken out, were the people that were warning about the immorality of ownership by another yeah. human being. People like, people like George Orwell, who he quoted several times, George Orwell, which not, not 1984, not, not, not the, the, uh, the book Burmese Days, where he essentially gets a, mm-hmm. ends up buying a woman from her family, Spanish-American War, um, and he has to release her because he can feel himself becoming a dictator by owning another person. It goes into graphic detail about why this is wrong. It is wrong to own another person. It just is. It's just factually wrong. So he can feel himself becoming a tyrant by owning another person. He's like, I can't do this. I just can't do it. So that's what, that's what started that journey. Also the same people that are written out of your Constitution as founding fathers, like Thomas Paine, who we never talk about. No, Thomas Paine is never addressed by anyone in, in Capitol Hill ever, at any time. Why? Because he wrote Rights of Man and Age of Reason, which were the specific documents formulated for abolition of slavery, which dictated how you have no right to own another person. You cannot control people this way. You have, no really, you have no ability to do so. You have no right, legal, celestial, none. And so they write him out of history as if he never existed because they want the ability to control people. They want it. They want to justify it, rationalize it. So, so I think it's a really good point that he just nails there. It's like if, if they can get rid of those people, it's easy to foment the rest of it because we'll do it ourselves. As he just said, if you make people dependent on other people – their dependence will, will outweigh everything else. They'll just turn on each other for scraps. We'll fight over each other for scraps. That's what it is. They want us against each other because then otherwise, you know, because as I said, you can't be dependent and arrogant simultaneously. You can only be one of those things. So <laughs> that's the problem. And, and migrants are more dependent than we are. So they'll just turn on us and we'll turn on them. We're not going to turn to people at the top because we still need those people. They own all our resources. We can be mad at Nestle, but Nestle owns our water aquifers. So... I mean, either we have to take control of it or somebody, somebody has to do it. So and it's going to be – and if they're the ones who are willing to do it, if they're evil, oh, well, because somebody has to. So we, somebody, That's what we have to focus on. To. Somebody has to do the work. The work has to be done whether we want it to or not. So, so that's also why free health care is going to be a problem because we're demanding the free services of other people. That's not how services work. That's just not how that works. So you can't demand the free service of other people. You just can't do that. So it's not a right anybody has. It's just not a right. Nothing is free. There is no freedom. In nature, nothing's free. They have to get up every day and find food. It's not just going to be handed to them. Lions don't have they don't have a government handing them food. They have to get up every day and do it, every single day. So it's like we're not going to get out of the laws of nature just because we're humans. We're not going to. So it's just one of those situations where we have to really wake up now. We really have to grow mm-hmm. up. So. But we're doing it. It's just hard. (laughs) It's hard and scary. But at least we're not doing it alone, right? We're doing it together. That's the key.
0: Oh, amen. Uh, Kate, do you have anything else? Anything you you want to say on this Well,
4: I guess when you were talking about there's no free health care, I kind of buy into the idea of there should be health care available to everyone. But, you know, that does then create a difficulty because there's maybe not that same incentive for doctors to do a good job. It's so confusing. Like, on one hand, it's so monetized and it's so, like, money-based and reward-based that, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but it's my, but yeah,
8: it well, should be affordable. Just... Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, there's yeah. no reason why it shouldn't be affordable. Like, why, like, why is it so expensive? That's ridiculous. It's nonsense.
4: Or somebody mm-hmm. who can't work still get care. Same time, I don't know. Wait, I'm just responding to what you were saying that there should be nothing for free. But some people just
8: can't. It, well, no, I'm still... not saying there shouldn't be anything for free. I'm saying that there isn't anything free. There is no free lunch. There is nothing is free. It not Something has to be paid. That's just energy yeah, well, exactly. in work. Everything yeah. has to be paid for like, everything does it doesn 't just happen like is that just, like, just going to happen you have to pay for it somehow with energy with labor with something yeah, something no. has to be given take of energy so like it doesn 't mean it has to be horribly expensive, but you do have to pay for it i mean that's just that 's just what happens Cause, like really you really have you to pay for it. the training and the and the, and the and the tools needed and the maintenance yeah. of it and the tra- Like, all that has to be paid for like that 's what i mean it has to it has to come from something so like and if we can make that happen it's just that they they 've overcharged it yeah they 've overcharged it, but it, it will not be free there's no the idea of free things is not a thing. If that doesn't exist anywhere in nature, exactly. it's not going to exist with humans. It's just not going to. So, well, it
4: kind of relates to the the audio that we were listening to about how we are the cattle. So if you're getting something to, for free, maybe that's a way of buying you or owning you. Exactly. You if it's reliant. for free, you're the
8: product. You're the product if it's for free, especially it's online. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> there is no free. There is Perfect. no free. And, so. And
4: all the bad medicines that are being marketed to us also.
8: Mm-hmm. That's, that makes okay. you... But you said that. You said oh. incentives. So, like, here's a, here's a jab for a donut or a piece of chicken or a beer. Like, that's what you see how they do it? That's how they do it. That's how they do it. That's exactly how that works. So...
0: Yeah. yeah, well, that and, you know, when we're talking about pharmaceuticals, though, obviously they're making a profit. So... Um, that's not exactly taxes, right? We, you know, we talk about how taxes, um, you know, are are the mechanism in which people um, are healthy and, and roads are built and, you know, all of these, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, these things are not necessarily free, right? We pay for yeah. them. Um, yeah. Yeah. We pay for them dearly, you know, and, and, and I guess like, I, you know that's not the end all be all answer but it it is something for us to question is that you
8: yes. know yes yeah exactly what? It doesn't have to be bad. Like it's not a bad thing. Like I know there's a lot of people who're like, but taxes are. Bad. No, they're just an instrument. It's just an instrument you can use. They have a function, but they can be. They can be like as they said, they'll warp everything. As you said, like, any small government can be. Everything will be infiltrated. Will, all ideas will be mutated. That's why we can't control our creations. We just have to create it and let it go, because it will be infiltrated. It will be mutated, especially the bigger it gets. Because it will get big. If it's a good idea, which is what we're ruled by now, Aquarius, good ideas, it will get popular, and it will become mutated the more elements and factors are put into it. You see, I mean, that's, what, that's what happened with the GLBT movement. That's why they're so surprised by how it turned out, because they didn't factor in, all the gay people, just the ones they wanted. <laughs> okay. like here's, here's just the ones we like. Yes, but here's all these people they are also queer. Oh, but those people aren't good. Right. See? It's not homogenous. It's not a cult. <laughs> okay. There's an individual factor thing at play. You said you wanted inclusivity. Yes, that means everybody. Not just the people you want. Everyone's involved. So now you have to factor those people in, too. And it kind of humbles you a bit. And they don't like being humble. They're used to being arrogant. So now that they have to be humble a bit, they're kind of like... Well, they don't count. That's why they do that now. That person doesn't count. <laughs> black people do that too. Black people do okay. that too with Candace Owens and me. Those people don't or count. No, they do. They're just not pleasant to you. That's all there is to it. So. they're doing. Self, they're
4: self-hating black people,
8: right? <laughs> no, no. Do you, you, you ever watch that Chris Rock stand-up? He's like, guess who hates black people more than white people? Other black people. Don't play. <laughs> don't play. Don't play. You see, like these people, they do that. They really do pretend like they don't, like their shit don't stink. It does. It does. They're playing victim. It's not going to work anymore. Playing victim does not work in Aquarius. Won't happen. I, Sorry. I, <laughs> it's not going to happen.
4: Can I, I just want to, Danielle, you were talking about roads aren't for free. Infrastructure is not for free. It's taxes. And I just wanted to chime in there on that is anybody else seeing like this rampant development in city centers that is so freaking unattractive and yeah. <laughs> how much more high density housing can we have? And how come nobody has a say so except for developers who are getting all this money from urban renewal funds. Like our government is paying these developers to ruin our cities and make them less human and uglier. So there's another system of control, It's like the, yeah, lack the
8: well of said, plans. very well said. You know what that style is called? They call it brutalism. That's what that's called. Right. It's to make you. It's it's, it's to enlarge everything to make you feel like you're not. You know, to make you feel like you're you're not uh, present. Yes.
3: Like you're, you're like yes. you're
8: not part of the thing. Yeah. So that's what it is. it's a brutalism that started taking place in the 70s in, in San Francisco, and it's sort of branching out. I've always hated brutalism, because it eliminates the creativity and architecture and the beauty of houses like, from the Victorian era, and all. Like, they're trying to eliminate that kind of the curvatures. They're all gone. It's all replaced by squares, and you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. sterilized, no color, no you know I mean? very mm-hmm. generic box cube-looking things. That's, that's where they're yeah. going with that. They don't, want it, they don't want it to have personality or style, or they want it to be very right. generic, very clean-cut. That's exactly what they're trying to eliminate, that that creative mode in us,
3: because they they that way they can have
8: the thing on it. They can have the whole ground on it. Otherwise, we have it, you know. So
4: If there's a little bit of a brick facade, then they're just like swooning with the detail. Wow. What are you saying? How can you say this is not beautiful architecture? Look at this little tiny bit of brick that somebody stuck on here. I mean,
8: <laughs> or oh, what? Which it's like, it's like, I get minimalism to a certain extent, but it, ha- it lacks a lot of character. You know what I mean? It, I mean, they get really mad about houses with character. Like, people have like a whole bunch of rent or, like plants everywhere and paintings. And, like, that's what they call the hippie dippy stuff. And we're like, no, that's, that's personality. That means somebody lives there. That's a life. That's being lived in that. As opposed and to where- like this sterilized, computer-looking, hotel-looking thing that everybody's doing. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's really gross. It's super there's- grody. There's-
4: a little green space left too mm-hmm. and that's not
8: conducive to feeling
4: human or growing your own food or just having like wildlife having an ecosystem
8: yeah there you go and mental stability ecosystems clean air plants clean the air so they don't want that they don't want clean air so what is, what is
4: all this housing for how much of this is even being used
8: here in not the much. metro now it's worse than China. I'm telling you, they have they have they have blocks of blocks of city buildings that are tall, tall skyscrapers. Nothing in them. Nothing. Can't get anybody to live there. Can't buy nothing. Just projects really that, where people mean. are buying renderings of pictures that haven't even been bought yet. I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. That's what happens wow. when you have a runaway economy. Like that's what happens. It's just made on production, 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 and then you well one side's only production and the other side's only consumption. So if, if that happens, both of those economies are going to tank because you're not there's no you know what I mean there's no there's no cooperation in, in, uh, in business dealings. There's no cooperation. It's just like, give me what I want, and then they disappear. Like, there's no relationship there, which is why I think they, these other countries do better with other countries in regards to their building and relationships because they they're like families there. Whereas American business is like, give me what I want, don't talk to me, bye gone. Like, that's not, you, that's not how you make long-lasting relationships with anybody, you know what I mean, especially business dealings. So it's yeah. very strange how to me can, that they have that mentality. So
4: there's mentality of how can you – advocate for historical preservation when this is this person's property they can sell it and knock down this you know 100-year-old Victorian mansion and build some cubes <laughs> <laughs> that will house way more people and somebody can make more money off of the space.
8: Or just a car lot. Like we, I mean, we got rid of like historic gay bars in our own town here because they wanted, because one of the bars wanted the, the space just for people to park. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I mean, this is kind of part of your culture. Do you understand? Like you're erasing part of your culture right now in order to have more parking for like a, a new club that you're trying to build. Like that's so sad to me. That's up, so sad.
0: Are you saying they're paving paradise to put up
8: a parking lot? Who could do that? Who? who, Everyone, there was some song that would have warned us about it. Um, They're also paving parking lots to put up a parking garage. They—they
4: just want to build a building everywhere. It seems like. I mean, I hear you saying they're putting up a parking lot, but how much of it is? clowns to
8: the left of me, jokers to the right. Um.
4: They're gonna (laughs) gonna destroy the amusement park loadout it up just like have you seen the plans for just huge monolithic buildings everywhere mm-hmm. i mean that's, yeah that's
0: the ugly um you know architecture um I, you guys both live in the same vicinity i think both like denver-ish yeah. area
4: do we really mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know that that's funny uh,
4: yeah denver-ish denver-ish mm-hmm. That's why we're both seeing the same rampant ugly development.
8: Yeah, I think I think you're more to the city, though. I'm more I'm more like the Highlands Ranch area, That's where I am. So, mm-hmm. um, I see tonight. a 303
0: area code. Bougie in indeed. It's bougie, as as hell, honey.
8: It's bougie, <laughs> ranch it. Um, anyway, yeah, Highlands Ranch.
4: I heard that it started as a housing development, rather than as a town.
8: But now, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just for like the old. People retired. It's like retired house people. That's really where it is. But it has all the money. It's, where it's a lot of money. So, I think they can, so you're,
0: you're still maybe, a mile up, right? So yeah, their stuff in
8: it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah, yeah, We're just a little, a little like northish from where they're because the city's a little bit lower than where I am. But it's like, but it's like twenty or so miles away from me. So I used to live in mm. Denver though, but it's just too. But you, but Denver's outpriced. Like we, Denver used to be affordable. I remember renting a one bedroom apartment down in Denver for like three hundred dollars a month. Now it's like 1,700 something like, I'm like, bye. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's not going to happen. Same same
4: exact case. Or
8: they they didn't change or anything. They just raised the prices on everybody. And then we're like, you can pay that, right? (laughs) We're like, um, no. So just
4: go off. Go off on your way.
8: It's just crazy, yeah. yeah. So, so now most people live in, like, a – they've extended a lot of the stays here now because after COVID they started moving all the homeless people further and further from the capital. So now, like, there's a lot more space for people to live. It's just that it's farther and farther away from the city, which doesn't really help if you need, you know, services or food or anything like that. You know, not very helpful to live further into the mountains, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, we. So,
0: you know, I live on the coast. And, I mean, I've got a, a three-bedroom apartment here. I mean, we do own property, but um, I rent a three-bedroom apartment, and it's $3,300 a month for three-bedroom. Wow. It's huge. Oh yeah. Um That's
4: about commensurate with here. What's that? That's about commensurate with Denver prices, I think yeah mm-hmm. thirty, thirty-three. yeah yeah it's nuts
0: i guess i'm i'm better off because i'm two miles away from the beach but it's it's really hard no matter where we are um no no matter what you do no matter where you are it you know around here as far as um economically it's hard and i think that's by design mm-hmm.
8: Oh, it is. Well, that's, that's, that's why it would be probably easier for me if I had a roommate, which people keep telling me. But the problem is, as you can tell, I'm not that easy to live with. So, and I know that about myself. That's why I don't put people through that. I'm like, what? you don't want to live with me. You don't want to live with me. You just don't. I guarantee and I don't want to live with you either. But you might have to for a while because that's how this economy works. But I've had roommates a long time. I'm usually very great of roommate. I usually don't have a problem. It's just that... People tend to get, I don't know, attached or something like that, and then, and they like to control. And then when they can't do that, they get really upset. Whereas I don't care what anybody else is doing, but also I, can afford, I I would prefer to be on my own. I just prefer. But they don't want us to do that. They really want us dependent and needy and, like, sad. You know I mean? They're really trying to pack us in as quickly and as tightly as possible so they can watch all of us, know where we all are at all times. So, like, that's, yeah. that's, as you said, that's what they're trying to go for. They're really trying to get those cities intact. But I, it's just – we're, we're, we are seem to be resisting decently, but I don't know. It's going to be hard. We have to see what this new generation does because they're, they're still just up and coming to becoming adults. And lately they've been making a lot of posts like, you know what, I think we might have judged the millennials too harshly. Oh, you think? <laughs> you think so huh? You thought when you were 12 you had to figured out How huh? you were judging us for what we were doing Now that you uh, have to be 24 You're like you know what wasn't I a limited inside job? Yeah yeah there you are There we are <laughs> Waiting for you to get Thanks. there So just give them a while they're coming They're definitely coming well, so, The
4: danger of privation that they're going to think Some form of like Increased governmental control Might be the answer Like you're yeah. talking about Dependency. There's no no free dependency. If you're getting services and goods, then you're dependent on the source of those services and goods. And if kids are like, well, Marxism actually sounds pretty good. And I think some, some people I really respect, me personally, call themselves Marxists. Like I have a friend who's a big advocate for public banking, which is another interesting topic. And then like somebody like Max Blumenthal, who's one of the best, investigative journalists out there right now and Aaron mate they call themselves like Marxist or communists and i think that's that's the that's the thing that might be happening with this newer generation they might be like well maybe that's a good thing but then maybe they're paying attention and they're like wow well, we went through it with that covid stuff and we don't want to we don't trust the government i don't know what do you think yeah.
8: It's like, well, communism does tend to happen in stages, they say. It's, they have to build up it slow. But also they've labeled all the things that are bad as capitalism, which doesn't make any sense because it's not really a thing anyway. Most people who say that don't know what capital is. So that's kind of yeah. what – you know what I mean? Because right. they're, they're attributing it to that as if as if there was – as if we've gone through a free market, and now we don't. We've never had a free market. So that's the Yeah, problem. right. we not capital. capital at capital. Yeah, it's not, not even a good capital. It's just we've never had a free market. But when we have a free market, we can get that. But we just haven't tried it yet. That's the only problem. And some of them have woken up to it, but a lot of them couldn't know that because they are not. They're, they just became adults three years ago. Like, we've been drinking in a bar since when? 1994? They can't compare that to us. There's nothing to compare. <laughs> what experience do they have? They don't have an experience. They just started. You can't show up to a party and start telling the DJ what to play. That's not how that works. So they have to, start, they have to sit down, listen, and learn for a minute. And then they'll be like, you know what? And then they're going to be like we did for 9-11. They're Going to be like you know what was fake COVID? They're going to be the ones who call out COVID, not us. They're going to call it out. They're going to realize later how they were duped and be like, you know what, fuck that. And they're going to go into detail about it. But it's going to take them a minute for them to realize that. It's going to take how long did it take us to realize that? I mean, for a minute. Like it took me a minute, didn't it? <laughs> like for nine no. eleven, like I was in, I was in like middle yeah. school when that happened. Like it took me at least ten years. to even be like, wait, something's well, wrong was, there. Uh, so, that it
4: was the Saudis. It wasn't even Iraq. Like. We saw all that documentation, even on the news, but they just kept saying, weapons of mass destruction,
8: 9-11, weapons of mass destruction, 9-11. Yeah. Repeat 11. a lie often enough. <laughs> right. Right. They just repeat it. They just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Li- Russia, remember? We, we disproved Hillary Clinton when she said that 45 minutes after she said it, and people just kept saying it. Russia, Russia, well, Russia. True. Guys, that's not true, though. It's not true, factually. They're like, but Russia, 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 and they just kept saying it, kept saying it, kept saying it. Well, so, there's something I mean, to that, too.
0: There's something to be said for that, too, is that in 9-11, we had to wait for the actual paper documents to come out. True. When it comes to COVID, when it comes to all of these PSYOPs that are are laid out before us now, um, it's all coming out in real time. And I really do think, you know, this day and age, in this time frame, you know, I'm looking forward to Gen Z being able to figure this out before we did.
8: Yeah. Yeah, and, and we'll, they're and they're seeing crazy. themselves. They're seeing themselves in the generation after them, Generation Alpha. They're seeing their immaturity and craziness in the generation after them. they are like, I see what the millennials were mad about now. <laughs> yes. Like, you see, do you get it? Do you get it now? Exactly. And that's, and that's what the same thing. That's the same thing we started doing when we were like, Oh, that's why Generation X was pissed. Like, see, it just it just takes time. It just takes time. We all get there. We really do get there in time. So.
0: Absolutely. We just hit our 30 second mark, guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here, you know, and and just shedding light on on, uh, a population that desperately needs it. So please share this if you can. Um, This is available tomorrow on iHeart. Um, I love you all, and we will talk to you next week.
5: Yes, indeed. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.